The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Cheers, sir. Dude, uh, happy yeah. new year. Happy new year to you too. It's very nice to officially meet yeah, you. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. Oh, I follow you on the Instagram. Watch your oh, posts yeah, yeah. all the time. Okay, good. See my yeah, big I follow silly you too. goose. You're having a good time. Yes. <laughs> I've been doing these uh, these little um, in, what do you call it? You kind of reenact a scene for movies and it's been really fun and it's hard because you have to you have to like know the scene really well so I've done like the planes trains and all you know my fucking mm-hmm. car my fucking um so it's been fun it's on my new little uh, gig but yeah I try to keep it fun Instagram no for, you uh, definitely do and you're obviously you've done a lot of radio because you have one ear I, on you one know, ear so, off that's, <laughs> Jim Norton that always I'm does just retarded. that no I, I do this in per- <laughs> Jim Norton does that too yeah a yeah. lot of people do that I've done know, a lot like, of radio I, yeah I've done a lot yeah, yeah so I like, to, like a little yeah a little bit of noise. yeah a little exactly I don't exactly. understand I look, that because looking at me like <laughs> put your headset on right yeah, we've uh, been doing comedy for so fucking long and that we've never met. It's kind of and, funny. And that is bizarre. I mean, you've been doing it... Um, 30 plus years? Yeah, yeah, same. I started in 1985. Yeah, I started in 88, so I had to reach out. All right, I got my three. Dude, you... I'm the veteran here. Fuck. Um, <laughs> you're a funny guy, man, and you take oh, you, you at least used to take a lot of shit. And I, I, I never understood I never... Under, I, I don't either. I never have understood that. But it's mellowed out a little bit. But it's kind of like, you know, you've done it so long. You're yeah. kind of like, okay, you can go to the barbecue now. You're part of the club. <laughs> but um, for years and years, I mean, uh, from from the very, very beginning, which is kind of funny, you being a comic, but I started in Florida. Um, one thing everybody worried about was, uh, was, you know, thiever. You know, you don't want yeah. to steal, you know. I stole his act, so I thought, you know, not only did I do my my thing just because I wanted to do props but I thought wow no one's gonna hate me because I'm doing I'm not doing anyone's I mean I'm you know stealing crime watch signs and shit right. so, and lugging them around the country so if anything they would say you know okay he's not funny or he's, at least he's original but he's not funny but they would say oh no he's you know everything they I just got I would get shit for uh, like I was the shit I was the, just filling the punch on just yeah you were you were a whipping boy yeah you know what it's like you're like the it's like Nickelback for whatever Nickelback <laughs> takes so much shit it's yeah. like someone decides that that's a good punchline you know, whether right, it's character. Right. And I've seen Nickelback. Nickelback and they put on a pretty amazing show. They've got some good songs, man. And they do. They're pop songs, yeah, but so fucking what? It's like you, they're not hurting anybody. It was, you know, so, so let's say I would do a show and we have a you know nice crowd. It was great. Standing ovation. We get on the bus and we're driving to wherever, next gig, and we're all watching, uh, you know, the TV, and then boom, there's a carrot top rip. And I'd be like, you know, what the fuck? We just. <laughs> I just not only we just did a great show. We had a whole bunch of people laughing. Yeah. So this one guy is telling me, you know, that I said, whatever. You know, I've always been a guy that's uh, considered the source. I mean, I was always picked on as a kid. But but when I'd come home, my mom would, you know, what happened? I picked on me. Who was it? And I was this guy. Well, consider the source, right? Yeah. So it's always been that with with comedy too. Like when you know George Carlin said I was funny. That that negated every every. Asshole that said I sucked. I yeah. was like George Carlin thought I was funny. So that, no, you, know, you I are always funny, think, you know, man. So you, you kind of good show. Well, you kind of want. I think most humans want everyone to love them, right? I yeah. Mean, so we're all, but as comics, I, we're we're even more sensitive. We want. I want. I want not only to have fans, but I want my peers to like me as well. So it's yes. weird. And then people say, "Well, who gives a shit of you know? You know, you have fans that love you. Who cares about your peers?" I'm like, "Well, you kind of want." other comics to go hey man i dig your style you know 
No, for sure. That's the thing. If you're rejected by your peers, if uh, even if the rest of the world loves you, but comics hate you, right? It's horrible. Yeah, it's been like I said. I've kind of I've, I've done it so long. I guess they're finally like, ah, fuck it. He can stay. I guess. Well, I think first of all, you own the genre now. There used to be like when I started in '88. There used to be yeah. prop comics. Yeah. yeah, you became so successful as a prop comic that you own the genre. Like, there's no prop comics anymore, man. I think I know. I don't think anyone wants to be one. <laughs> That's what I think. They're like, "Fuck that! I'm not going down that path. I'm going I'm to take over all the abuse that I took." I'd tell them, "Don't do it." Um, but when we had though, like you said, though, Rip Taylor or yeah. um, Gallagher. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, Gallagher was very much of an influence. Uh, on me when I was when I started doing uh, comedy and I and, I, and um, I, I I I would get uh, well I, I should just say you so so uh, one day Gallagher meets me for lunch and, and, and Gallagher's listening so he um, he's up my I mean he's yelling at me and screaming at me in front of everybody in front of the like the valley and he says I stole his act and I was like what? Gallagher yeah he meets you for well, lunch but, to yell at you yeah well I think we've made up since I think he came to the show and told me how to redo it. But uh, I know he did. He's out there. I've heard him on he Stern. Said, get rid dude. of that. He sounds fucking get rid of crazy. That. And, and 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 you know, stop doing props. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I, but the thing that I thought was kind of funny because I, in my defense of Gallagher, I used to always say, um, it's not the watermelon. That's he's a really brilliant comic i mean you go back and listen to his his writing yeah it was great but all people knew was him jumping on a big couch and hitting a, right. hitting a watermelon but i would always say no that guy's a genius and so then he meets me and he tells me you know what you you, you stole my act and you didn't steal the you stole the stupid stuff and i said we talked well first i didn't steal anything he says hey the stupid stuff why didn't you steal the smart stuff the words the stuff that's actually clever why would you st-? i said but i didn't steal it's my stupid stuff i didn't what was he saying you stole my whole act he said you know, my, you know just that made me the genre i guess because if you break down gallagher prop stuff it was always a pun uh-huh. you know, it was a shoehorn it was like rip T- rip taylor kind of like a hey it's a butterfly it's butter with wings and mine was like no it's a crime watch sign it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a it was more of an invention um, prop. So he thought that by you know Maybe. you holding up two things and saying it's a this and a that. Well, that we, like, see, we never that? Used, see, and I never did that. That's what was funny. We never. I've never. My my style of prop comedy is kind of an interesting. It's like an inventive. If you go back and find right. any prop, no, that I do, no, I have there's seen. always a twist to it. So yeah. it's not just me holding up a. It's not a word play word. Like yeah. the wid, you know, it's like hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got my tubes tied and it's just t- tubes all together. So Morin's like trying to think what I would have, like uh, you know, I don't know, like a microphone for Mick Jagger that has an, an auction thing in it. So you know, so it's it's something, it's something that's more into a anyway. It's just a different same with I get it when it, I did the, it's jokey, but it's but also when I, yeah. And when I did the uh, Family Guy, um, they said uh, they called. They said you know we got the thing already, and they sent me the script, and I was like. So the joke is, it's a seesaw, right? So I'm like, uh, so it's prop is a saw with glasses on it, right? And that's kind of not what I do, right? And so I was like, oh man, this is, uh, I don't like this. Can we change it to something that I do? And the guy, what's his, um, McFarland says, um, dude, no, this is, people, it's fucking great. And I said, I know, but it's seesaw, it's really stupid. (laughs) <laughs> and he says, uh, "I wrote it." I said, "No, it's not that stupid." Then um, I said, "No, no, I just want to do like, can I can I do one of my props?" He said, "Well, two th- two things wrong. We already have the animation done, right? And secondly, everyone loves it. 
And if you want to do it, we'll, you know, we'll just get someone else to do the voice. It's fine. I said, no, no, I want to do it. I just, if we can't, fuck it. So I did it, and I still to this day get people go, dude, seesaw. <laughs> so they were, <laughs> they were right. <laughs> I just, uh, I just was like, damn it, I want it to be a little more whatever. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, you've got to be a little defensive after all the years of people shitting on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What is it like having a Vegas residency? Because I've always thought about that. Like, there's people that I think did it where maybe they probably shouldn't have done it, and then there's people like you that it seemed you seem to be having a good time doing it, and then you yeah. still do occasional shows in other spots. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I was telling you guys out front there a bit ago uh, that uh, in the beginning I was very reluctant because I was my road guy, and so yeah. I would do you know the road and live on a tour bus and that, and then they they offered the gig. And I was like, uh. so I started doing like just a couple weeks, which now they call residencies. It's like residencies when you know you live there as resident, right. right? But now you have a weekend. Now they're doing a residency. So, uh, so I said I'll, I'll do two weeks at a time, and it was kind of rough. I was a young, I was, I wasn't. The Vegas is a different beast. I just wasn't ready for a, people sitting in, you know. Like booths and eating, you know, like dinner show eating and sl- kind of getting slouched. And I was like, I'm used to people like, you know, psyched for the show, right? Yeah, they're coming out and to like see George you. Carlin. Would tell yeah. me, he says, you know, you, you couldn't get into oh, so fuck it, I'm gonna go see Carlin kind of thing. So as I've gotten more fans, I think I'm getting more of my audience. But back then, there was just people that were, you know, going by a buffet, going, hey, get a carrot top ticket and whatever, check it out. How long have you been doing it now in Vegas? Uh, this is 16 at the Luxor and then wow. 10, 10 at the MGM. So 20, 26 years? And then at Bally's once. One year, I mean, sorry. So 27 wow. years. So you've been in Vegas. Penn and Teller, for... I've been going back and forth and who's been the longest. And I said, well, I do all the work you have fucking teller right so i <laughs> <laughs> i win by default well you know and teller doesn't do shit he just stands there penn and teller that's a they're very unique people absolutely and, very very unique and, you know yes. penn is a he's a super interesting guy and he, you really wouldn't think that he would fit in in vegas like penn he, yeah he like, barely fits he's six nine uh, or he's something. a giant dude yeah <laughs> but he seems like he belongs somewhere else yeah uh, but so 26 fucking years as a doing a residency that's a long ass time man it is a long time is, have you always done some road work while you're yeah, doing yeah, that yeah yeah what's we just, like we just did just, it last two weeks ago we did a whole bunch of ten, uh, kansas city and detroit and chicago and minneapolis what is what do you like doing do you like doing like weekends uh, i like both i like the vegas show it's mm-hmm. you know it's kind of you're there every night you get to go home um but the road shows are, you kind of feel like a rock. You know, I took my opener with me this time. He's like, yeah. dude, this is, you know, it's like you feel like, you know, you're, on you're in road. show business. You're yeah. in rock. You know, Vegas, yeah. sometimes you forget, oh, yeah, I'm in show business there. But you're on the road, right? And you got people up by the bus and there's things and there's energy and there's, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The the Vegas residency has got to be good for your health, though, because you're not fucking. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you just. Flying yeah, all the time exactly. And... So it is not. There's a lot of ups and uh, for it, too. And it seems to be easier to kind of throw in new jokes every night because you're not, you're not, you know, I can come in and rehearse and just try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. Do, have you had, like, most comics, they'll go places and work out. Like, you'll go to, like, a small yeah, club no, and yes, fuck yeah, around. Yeah, I, I haven't done that. I have not done that, honestly. And people always say, you ever... I said, well, no, I work out every night at the fucking Luxor, so why would I fly to L.A. and try shit out at the Improv? You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, how many nights a week you work there? So, you know... So yeah, like, that's just, the difference with you. Yeah, I mean, that's what was funny. Looking back all these years, how the hell I drug all that shit everywhere. How much shit do you have? 
Oh, a lot. <laughs> like we used to have. It used to be. A, it used to be when we did the road shows. It was a whole semi. A whole a semi? semi. Yeah, because we, we had ramps and rises and pyro, and it was like, it was a big show, and people would say like, and then the people that would come there to unload the truck to set up the show for that day. Let's say we're here in Austin, they'd be like, all this shit for fucking, for one guy, and I said, it takes a lot of shit to make me funny. <laughs> I need all this shit. Trust me. <laughs> I need my props and my trunks and my lights and my snow machines. And yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I did that way back. And I, the very first club I did, they, they were like livid with me because I had like, uh, and I had to do it all by myself back then. I made, my dad was a scientist, so he made this like pedal, foot pedal, and I could hit first button, did a strobe light, and the second one was a snow machine, and the third one was uh, was something, and a sound effect or something. And uh, a club owner came up between two shows and says, what, was there a fucking snow machine in the middle of the show? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Why? I said, didn't you see the show? It, meant, it made sense. I ate a peppermint patty. And I said, what was it like? And, you, and the snow came to his. Whatever the joke was. But um, And the club owner got mad. He didn't get mad. He was just like, I've never seen someone in a leaf blower because I did it like a hurricane bit. Yeah. It turned into a Michael Jackson bit. And he would say, I've, I've, I've never seen someone bring a leaf blower in to do Well, now show. you have. And I said, now you have. Yeah, <laughs> now you have. And then he said, I love that. Well, that's good. So, like, when you go on the road now, do you bring a semi as well? We've lo- we've light. It's still a big truck, but it's not it's not a full on. But yeah, because we took a lot of the stuff. It was just too much. To t- it was literally like setting up Aerosmith. And when you're in Vegas at the Luxor, is everything set up for yeah, you yeah, so you yeah, can just yeah. just kind of plug and play? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice. How many nights a week are you there? Six. Six nights. Six wow. Nights. Yeah, it's not bad though. I do like six nights a week. I take a day off on Sunday, and then I do like th- on average three or four weeks, and then I go to Florida. That's oh, so you do like a few weeks on, and do yeah, you partially live in Florida? Yeah, I have a house in Orlando, so I kind of go back and forth. What makes you go to Orlando? Why'd you uh, pick that? There's just a house there that my key fits into, so I go there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm going to go here again. But why Florida? That's where I was born and raised, so oh, I, okay. I, I found a house there, and I just kept it in my... my uh, 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 most of my... Believe it or not, most of my family lives now in Vegas, but my father lived in uh, in Florida. He worked at NASA, the Space Center. <clears throat> a lot of fucking people moved to Vegas this year. I have quite oh, yeah. a few friends that yeah. moved there that either, you know, they were either thinking about Arizona, Texas, Nashville, or Vegas. Yeah, I'd say those are the big, and Nashville's another one. And, and, and even Austin, right? It's growing like crazy. Yeah, I'm Austin's just, I'm, it's just bananas right my now. My niece goes here. She's uh, Yeah, um, Texas. I have like 10 of my friends moved here. It's, yeah. it's, but it's, it's better. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, California is just too fucked right now, and so it was one of those things I, where, yeah, I, I I lived there for a bit near Malibu, and I and I, you know, I was not an, I, once I got the Vegas thing, I just kind of got out of. There. Well, I loved it before the shit hit the fan. Yeah, because the comedy store was there, yeah, all sure. my friends were yeah. there, but it, when we realized that the government can stop you from working, that. You know, and not just for two weeks, yeah, but yeah, for, for fucking year. almost two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so long before they allowed indoor shows again. I was like, these people are out of their fucking minds. Like, you got to let people make their own choices. Also, this is a respiratory virus. You're, you're not stopping shit, as you can see. Yeah. Yep, it's very true. Um, we, we were talking to uh, the girl out there um, about when we first got back. We were, we were very first show back in Vegas, and it was uh, one of those things where... It, it was, you know, we want you back. And I said, well, who else is coming back? And said, nobody, just you. And I said, what? You were the I first show back? First one. But I think it's because I was the only guy on stage. So all the shows with all the dancers and things. Right. And even with 
you know, other people. So I was the only one. Panatello didn't want to do it, and you know, Chris Angel didn't want to do it. No one wanted to go back, and and uh, and I I was dying to go back. I was you know a year of sitting in. I mean, it's nice sitting in my boat in Florida, but at the same time, you're like I'm losing my sense of purpose. Like, what the fuck? I gotta I gotta perform again, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I went back, and, and then, uh, but the weird part, we they put us in this 2,200-seat theater. Um, it was the old Chris Angel Theater when he played there, and it was only 100 people loud. So you had 2,200 2, theater and yeah, 100 people. people. And separate-distanced. Yeah. And a, a 40-foot moat. What? Yeah. 40 so, feet between you and them? For the, for the, yeah, it's funny God, right? <laughs> and I used, so to, I used to make a joke. I say, in fact, Gallag would be hor- do horrible in here. They wouldn't hit anybody, you know. But, um... Forty feet is literally. So far. F- oh no! And then and I know. And then the, the, you know it was it was it was really weird. I got to be honest, you know. And me and my my guys would be at the end and say, you know, it really wasn't that bad considering, in their masks, so you can't. It, it's muffled. It's it's it was. Yeah. But it wasn't. I don't know. It's better than just not doing a show. Yeah. But there were nights you're like, wow, this is not. I don't want to do this. You know? Yeah. And so and then it's slowly slowly bigger and bigger. And now we're back in our our original theater, but. Well, we did. Uh, I did one show in July of 2020. I did one weekend at the Houston Improv. They're still allowing people to do shows, and this was obviously pre-vaccines, pre-everything, and you know, it was still a little sketchy. And I did the show, and then we had a great time. And I thought, God damn it, I'm going to go on the road again. And then I got really high. And then I thought, <laughs> what if I get COVID and I give it to someone and they die? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, what if? Uh, and I yeah. said, okay. You know, I can't do this. And so it was just too weird back then. There was no real treatment for it. No one knew what was going on. It was a little scary. Yeah, people didn't have any idea what was happening. People yeah. were just dying. And it was like, yeah. So I took a long time off. And then I came back when Chappelle <coughs> wanted to do a bunch of shows in Austin. And he said, we're going to do them outside. We're going to test everybody. We'll, we'll create a COVID bubble. Nobody goes outside the bubble. And by then, I was already testing people for every single show here. Right. So I was like, okay, I feel safe doing that because I'm all I'm doing right now is going home and then going to work and when I go to work everyone's getting tested tested, and so I felt pretty safe and confident and then I would go to the shows and we would test like you know hundreds and hundreds of people and they would all sit outside and they all had to wear a mask and then we had our little COVID bubble yeah and so we started doing that again that was like I guess we started doing it November of 2020. Yeah, I remember seeing on your Instagram that you guys were going to yeah. it. And I, I remember people were asking me, hey, you want to do some drive-in theaters? Yeah. What the fuck? So, <laughs> I, this, that was I, Bert Kreischer's idea. I Bert. know, but but what's your thought on this? So you're, you're on stage. Well, Bert You're on stage and the people it. are sitting in their cars. <laughs> so you can't hear them. Yeah, but they honk and stuff. Well, see, it's perfect oh, really? for so Bert. You get, so honk, honk. I did yeah. get that prop killed. Honk. Yeah. And they really killed. Honk. Yeah, like they, were, uh, they laugh and you hear them you don't honk? hear any horns? You're like, fuck, I'm bombing. Yeah, you're bombing. Yeah. There's no horns. See, I don't, I'm, I'm terrified of that. It's not <laughs> ideal, but it's better than anything. Right. Than, 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 than nothing, than, rather. Right, sure. And Bert invented it, so it was his idea. So for him, it was like a chance to be on the road again. I guess it would be work, seems more for music. Yeah. Than comedy. I can't, you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it makes sense. for. But even music, you want to see people dancing around, rocking out. You well, don't. You see the car, you know. The, yeah. <laughs> if the car yeah, comes yeah, rocking, he'll yeah. come knocking. I'm having a good time in that car. Yeah, if it's a van. You know, Dave uh, and I, we, we did shows together back in, uh, we were doing colleges. Uh, oh, in the NACA days? Yeah, NACA days. Oh, wow. And uh, this is a great, every time I see Dave, he always says the same thing. He says, Man, that, that so I'll tell you what happened. So we we, were, we played some. It was like Kansas or uh, Iowa, some Midwest town, 
And we did the show, and then afterwards, you know, we're young then. He says, well, let's go get a drink. So we go get a drink, and we, and, uh, we have all these college kids, and finally we were like, we're too old. Well, let's just go back to the hotel. It's like a little La Quinta, which is Spanish behind Denny's, by the way. So we go to La Quinta, and, and this before we had cell phones. So I said, hey, let's exchange numbers. And he says, yeah, man, let's do that. So he leans over the counter and grabs a pen out and writes his, his number down. And this guy comes out and says, did, did you just take money out of the cash register? And we're like, what? And he's like, did you just steal money out of the cash register? And we're like, we looked at each other. I'm like, no, we just, Dave's like, I just grabbed a pen to exchange the numbers, man. Take it easy. I said, we're the comedians, uh, you know, playing in town. He's like, I'm calling the cops. Oh, And I Jesus said to Dave, Christ. no, Dave says, call the cops. And I said, is that camera work? And he says, what, the one right there? And he goes, I said, he says, yep. I said, well, we're, we're going to find out then. I said, make sure that you got the footage of that because uh, we grabbed a pen. We didn't grab cash out of the register. And sure enough, <clears throat> he's like, you boys better get get on. We're like, we didn't. We just wanted to exchange numbers. Weird, right? I thought we took money out of the register. Yeah. Well, you know, some people live in a world of shit, mm-hmm. you know, and you just dipped your toes into their world. Yeah, we're like, well, we didn't take money, dude. That's yeah. We should have. That's pretty sad. <clears throat> we were, you know, we were broke comics. We should have actually taken money out of the register. Yeah, those right. college gigs were always weird, man. Yeah, there you travel to these strange universities that would have comics. Yeah, come and yep. Yeah, I used to do all that for for years. I did a goodness, like I do the morning, like in a in a cafeteria. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Literally. Yeah, uh, I did those. Right. Standing on a cafeteria yeah, table. Uh, yes, literally. And yeah. then, and then it was one. There was only one time in my entire career, and I mean full on career, that I refused to, to go on. And it was it a it was an ACA uh, gig, and they had a, a thing in the in a breezeway, right? Like literally, like a box. And right. So my trunk didn't even fit on the box. It was just it wasn't even a stage, right? So like size of this table, li- smaller than this. So yeah, it was like a crate. <laughs> and so I said. Um, you know, we're, and my 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 guy that helped me set up back then said he'd come. You know, get in the car. He's like, uh, uh, "You're not gonna like this one." You know, I said, well, "How bad is it?" He's like, "Dude, it's in a fucking breezeway." And I was like, "What? It's in a breezeway?" And I was like, "I don't even make that makes what I mean breezeway." And he's like, "It's it's it's like a box, like a milk carton thing, and there's a microphone uh, thing, and then yeah, and this is when I used to have a my even have you know I had to have a harness I made that would hold my big mic like this." She said, I'm going to stand there in the middle of a fucking breezeway while kids are going to class. <laughs> no, seriously. And I'm like, I ain't doing it, right? So I said, fuck that. No. So I, we, got in the, we got in the van and drove to the next gig, which is, you know, probably six hours away. And it was in a big theater, you know. It's weird that you do one in the cafeteria and then an hour later you're in a big yeah. theater. So my phone's blowing up. I call, I call my office and they're like, you, 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 you can't just cancel a show. And I said, you didn't, yeah, I can. I'm not going to do it, right? Well, where are you? Got to go back. I said, I'm already, we're two hours out. We're fucking, we're not going. So turns out that college and that gig and that breezeway, that guy was the president of NACA that booked me for that. (laughs) The president of NACA. Well, he's an asshole. He is an asshole, but I'm saying, oh shit! Of all people that I did yeah, that to, it was that the president. Yeah, but guy shouldn't of be the president if, if if he's the guy that's making those kind of decisions. That's disrespectful I, 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 to the performers. I, 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 agreed. 
Yeah. But I remember thinking, great, now I'm going to get blacklisted on the NACA conventions. Or, Did you? Or, no, because I think I'd already had, I'd, I think I was kind of done with the colleges. No, no, it was a year early on. I didn't get blacklisted. No. <clears throat> I went on and I kept getting books. But. I know a lot of comics that refuse to do colleges now. Well, now I wouldn't. Yeah, they're just to- too ridiculous. No, I wouldn't. I don't think I would do a college now. And I no. used, that's I lived on those for so many. And it's not against the person, but the colleges. It's just I think, like you just said, it's probably um, I don't know the audiences that what are they? We I mean, half my act you can't do. Like I go back and look at stuff that I did on the Tonight Show, um, Regis and Kathy Lee. I could I, I still do it in my show because fuck it I just I just do what I do I don't I don't right I, I just you know and people ooh they ooh and I go it, it, there's worse shit coming take it easy but I would have like a you know a, a, a mouse trap to catch gay mice it was a little mouse trap with a mirror ball on it and it would spin <laughs> it fuck them kill right and even Gary Shandling I do this show and Gary Shandling is is watching me and he came over and he said now it's great the fucking gay mouse trap thing right. And so you look at it now, and you, but that was on network television, like eight, yeah. nine o'clock in the morning. Right. And I could do that. I had a plate for bulimics. It was a toilet seat with a plate built into it so you could eat and throw up. <laughs> it was all this shit, but you think about it now, they'd be like, oh, God, you can't do that. What are yeah. you, crazy? <clears throat> well, you can. You and just I tell you, take, you can. You just have to take some heat. But the thing is about colleges, it's like they, they will instantaneously become activists and try to shut you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, just that's, what I mean. that's what I mean. It's, it's kind of like, kind of, in, and my show's so silly. That's what, yeah, that's it's a, a fun, silly show. Game Mice Trap is a funny Game thing. Funny. <laughs> why, why is it even negative? It's no, not negative. No, it's not, negative. but you know what I mean, though, because yeah. someone's going to say, oh, no, you're, you're, you're picking on the, no, I'm not picking on anybody. Of course anybody. you're not. Right. Of course you're not. It's just the fact that, you know, if you joke around about a subject, then it becomes hateful now. Like right. we've we've entered into this new area where even t- touching on a subject, you have you become like hate. It, you're right, hateful. Right, right, right. Just joking around about something, right, you're right. hateful. Yeah, you, yeah. It's 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 unreal. It's stupid. Well, even like with with Dave, you know, Dave, um, when all that yeah. went down, it, you know, this probably more than I know. But they they didn't show a lot of the people that were pro pro for him. They well, here's kept the thing: the people that are against it. Here's the thing: they didn't do with Dave. They didn't quote any of the material. If you notice it, they kept saying it's transphobic, it's transphobic, but it's one of the very rare times where someone's being accused of something, but there's not a specific thing that they point to right. where they say that this is egregious, this is this right, is right. transphobic. Right. It's not transphobic. Right, right. It's essentially like it's a long love letter to a friend of his that killed herself. I mean, that's really what that part of it is, and it, he's saying that a lot of it is because... This woman who he was friends with got dragged online and attacked and DMs and stuff by other people that were in the trans community that said that she shouldn't stand up for Dave Chappelle and she wound up killing herself. This was yeah, that's it's not a transphobic bit. It's not. It's it's like him trying to, you know, if if you're gonna give it any criticism at all, I think you could say that he talks about trans people a lot. I mean, it's been a major subject matter. For him, for a last couple specials, yeah, I remember. But the last I think couple it's because. About that. But I think that's because. Look, he's the most beloved comedian of our time. He's one of the greatest comedians of all time, if not the greatest. And if you look at his career, this is like really the first time he's ever been attacked right. about things. And so this is his response to it. It's a, you know, it's unusual for him. So I think he just wants to get his point across as clearly as possible, and then he'll move on to other subject matter. Right, so right. he's. He's devoted a lot of time to it, but when they say it's transphobic, they're they're not being accurate. They're just looking at 
if he's covering the subject matter at all and he's doing it with humor, all of a sudden you can label it transphobic. Yeah, it's interesting. It's not right. Well, it's, it's, it's not, not accurate. Well, it's definitely not right, and it's not fair. And it's it's like you said, it's weird being such a beloved guy for so long, and then they 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 you find all these people that want to come out and not love I him. I think and a he, lot of it is br- just brilliant. It's attention, you know. Would you imagine if George Carlin had a? You know how many specials he used to yeah. do? He won a, one every fucking week. He'd have another hour special, which was always amazing to me. To so talk about a guy that can write. Jokes. No, he's yeah. Well, one I mean, of the greatest you know, specials. Ever. Of, my God, right? So, um, imagine him right now. Like, I would love to see a George Carlin special now. Could wouldn't that be? Great. Uh, they, like, what would he talk about? I know, but I'm saying because yeah. he didn't give she wouldn't give yeah. a shit. He would open his show with like the most disgusting thing and just lean into it. Oh, boom! And be, yeah. people would walk like 30 people at a t- in a in a second would walk out. Did you see the Patton Oswalt thing that happened uh, yesterday? No, I love Patton Oswalt. I love Patton too. Oh, what happened? He's like Patton's a very kind, very sensitive guy, and Patton apparently was in town with Dave. And uh, Dave texted him, like, hey, do you want to come do a set at my show? And Patton went to Dave's show. Dave was doing an arena, and Patton was doing another show in town. So Patton came to Dave's show, and they had a good time together. And Patton took a couple of pictures with him and Dave and put it up on Instagram. And then apparently a bunch of people were saying, you know, how could you hang out with that transphobe, that this and that, blah, blah, blah. And so the next post... He makes this long apology. He writes like a fucking essay on how he feels about trans people. Oh, there and, he is. And, you know, the real fuck up. But I mean, I, listen, again, I love Patton. I love him to death. He's a really, really sweet guy, which is why he did this in the first place. But one of the things that he said is he disagrees, 100% disagree about transgender rights and representation with Dave. That's not true. I think he said that to placate the mob, but Dave does not have any problem whatsoever with transgender rights and representation. It's not right. He's just saying that because they were attacking him, saying that Dave is transphobic. He's not. Right, right. He's not. I mean, I know him very well. He's a fucking fantastic person. He's not. That's not him. He's just making jokes about stuff, and it's like... You can't read all those goddamn comments. Most of the comments are super, super positive. Most of them. But if you have a thousand people that are commenting on something, you're going to have ten that are just angry, negative, shitty people. And those are the ones... My, if you're a sensitive my audience, person, basically. Thank you. Well, all of my crowds. <laughs> if you're a sensitive person, those are the ones that are going to stand out. Yeah. And you're going to go, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. So he started deleting posts. And then apparently see, there that's... was a bunch of shit posters and turfs and all kinds of other stuff. Turf's a great name. It is. You want some real whiskey? Get what do you mean that. real whiskey? What's that? Oh, that Trace? Uh, Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace Atkins? Buffalo Trace Atkins. <laughs> that's that's real shit. It's America right there. That's America, America before it was like America. It, right? Yeah. Thank you. You're definitely doing better than me. Look at his. Look at mine. Hmm. Well, that's there's nothing wrong with Crown. What I can afford. You stole it from a hotel bar. <laughs> Stop <laughs> lying. From your hotel bar. <laughs> it's, it's not my hotel. Where you, just, just you put me you up. up. That's, yeah, that's well, we'll pay I for that. It. Feel free. I hope so. Take Fuck, them all. Come on. But fill your pillowcase up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hotel bars are very strange. Yeah. It's like they just assume you're a drunk. 
Yeah. Like, well, they had, there's some now on the road right, where they where they have their weighted, which is kind of funny, right? Oh, right. You pick it up. Yeah. And you get, whoop, you know, yeah. When, once you move it, yeah. It, 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 you it can't measured. even change your mind. Yeah. 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 You yeah, can't you go, can't, what is yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, it's crap. Oh, I don't want. You fuck. get charged for yeah, it already. So not, yeah, yeah. 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 Let me try your Buffalo Trace Atkins. Hmm. Better, right? Very nice. Better, right? Burns a little bit. A little better, right? Like, no, a lot better. But better. <laughs> I can't say it's. Yeah, and the crown, the crown's nice people too. But no, there's nothing wrong with crown. No, this is great. This I'm is just great. joking. This is great. Just I'm a, I, I just love well, crown gives me free booze, so I got to be careful. Oh, do they? <laughs> well, they, yeah, they used to. Now they. Oh, you have they a deal with to. them until today. <laughs> they used to, until now, I fucked it up for them. <laughs> I think we got a bottle of crown. We over do. There, it, don't no, we? I'm fine. This is actually no. This is good. This is good. Didn't someone? Give I'm just some not allowed to crown? say better because they give me crown. Well, I'll say it. I usually go in the audience and give out shots of crown. Well, oh, really? I used to before the COVID thing, so I do. I'd do. I'd go out in the audience and polish off. How scared are you about COVID now? Like, did you travel here? Did you get nervous? No, no. But I mean, I've, I'm I've been one of those guys from the very beginning. I'm I and God forbid I do ever get it because I'm not. I don't walk in fear. I just do my thing, and I'm I'm in, I'm in front of people every day. Well, um, but I do get tested a lot. I know you exercise a lot. You exercise. used to be giant. Gi- I know. I, I know. You used I, to be I, giant. I was man. forty pounds bigger than I. Oh am. my God! Literally. Well, what what made you get so jacked? I got the flu, and then I didn't know. <laughs> no, what, what got me jacked? Yeah. Um, I just, uh, well, I'll tell you what I did. What it was when I got that permanent gig, I had nothing to do all day in Vegas. Literally, so you just started getting. Pumped. So I started just going to the gym every day. Like I'd go three hours a day, literally. Three hours yeah. of lifting. Yeah. Well, this is again fifteen years ago. Right. And I was, I I just was huge. And one day I went to my warehouse to do something. It was a picture of on a something. And I was like, what the. F- Fuck! Like I'm like, I was like 190. I'm like 140. Wow! This is my this is my original fighting weight right now. I'm at. <laughs> 140 is my is my. Uh, that's what you feel fight. lean and yeah, mean. Yeah, this is where I, I grew up, born, raised. I was 135, 140 my whole life, and then I went to like 185. People were like, what the? Fuck? Did you have a lot of joint pain all the oh, yeah. time? Yeah, everything. I was always injured. I was always hurt. Yeah, didn't look good on stage. It was just it was weird. It's like, you know, people are like, what the fuck happened to Karen Tom? They've they've always said that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a thing, though. When you get really jacked on stage, it becomes a distraction. It did. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. yeah. Gene Simmons, of all people, came and says, "Does uh, does being so muscular take away from the uh, the?" Uh, That's the worst stage. Gene Simmons is it? impression <laughs> ever. <laughs> all of a sudden, Gene Simmons became like an Englishman uh, from the eighties. Me, Carrot uh, <laughs> Top's Gene. Pardon me. So I got Gene really good one time. So this is great. So he comes back. Sta- him to the show comes backstage, and I he sa- he says to me, um, "What do you do?" to make money besides this. And I said, what the fuck are you talking? Nothing. He said, you don't have any of the things that gives you money. I said, I don't, I don't know. I do comedy six nights a week, but you don't have another investment of some sort, yes? He's trying to offer you some prostitution work. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were real weird. And uh, Gene, listen, I'm seeing somebody, okay? <laughs> but um, uh, let me try on your platforms. No, so I, so I, uh, <laughs> just, just let me slip into him. I want teeth yeah. on my shoes. But he says to me, and this is great because I'm being, I'm being like really serious with him, right? So right. I said, uh, well, I said, no, but I, 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 uh, I did one thing a long time ago. I, I, I wrote a jingle. Um, he goes, the jingle? And I said, it's uh, by Menon. And he says, I'm not following you. I said, remember the commercial by Menon? And he goes, that was you. And I said, yeah. He says, get the fuck out. I said, no. I said, my friend has a, had an organ in, in my garage. He'd left there, and we were out fucking around. And this that, that by men thing had a, a campaign that said, come up with a jingle. 
So we we came up with it. Just it wasn't even funny. It was just by Menon, and we sent it to the Menon, whatever the was it under or whatever the fuck. Yep. And uh, he says, "Wait a second. So that you did, that's you're making this up." I said, "No." He said, "How much did they pay you for that?" I said, "I'm still I still get money for it." I said, "It was amazing, but it was just kind of a fluke." I said, "We tried to come up with other things." And he's looking at me like that is just unremarkable. And I said, <laughs> "Yes." Fresh energy, it's so bad. <laughs> um, and then he said, "I said, uh, and see, that's great." And I said, "Anything else?" I said, oh, "Well, I came up with, with now with Retson." And he says, "What are you talking about?" I said, "With Retson, remember the certs?" And he goes, "You're fucking me." I said, "Yes." He goes, "But the men and thing." I said, "No, it's all bullshit." He lost his <laughs> he lost his shit. He's like, "God damn it!" I sat there for twenty minutes <laughs> believing you came up with by men and and Retson. I said no, I never. But I got him good on his show because I did. I did the when he had it at his house. That that. Uh, oh, the, the reality the, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So family I jewels. First met him. I, I go family jewels, and I go and I, I'm. Uh, he says, <laughs> "My impression. Uh, you want to see my uh, my warehouse?" And I said, "Sure." So he takes me to this huge wing of his house. I mean, literally, it's probably the size. Of, Walmart, it's full. And he says to me, I've got, I've got everything. Ask. I said, well, of course you have a kiss condom. I mean, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have kiss coffins. We have, we have kiss everything, you know. And I said, uh, I said, uh, we're, on, we're live, or they're filming me with him. And I said, uh, get towards the end, I said, uh, he said, well, thank you for dropping by. And I said, I said, I don't want to, this is going to come across completely fucking wrong i said don't take this the wrong way and he says what i said you're gonna take this the wrong way I, he says what i said i've never heard of this your band you must i said you must have done well but i've never heard of kiss and he says it's like a really weird but he goes you've never heard of kiss i said no i see i knew you'd take it the wrong way i said i just i i mean look at all this holy fuck i've never heard of kiss are you guys how long have you guys been a band and he looked at me like He's gonna fucking kill me, and I said, I said, I know like Hanson, I know Hanson, uh, and he's Hanson. <laughs> this is when they were hitting it big, you know. I said, I know Hanson, right? And he goes, you fucking me. I said, no, I don't. I never heard of Kiss. And that's why I said, I'm fucking with you. Come on. Jesus and then Christ. I got him again by, by minute. <laughs> and he was serious. He mm, like he mm. really believed you. Oh yeah, no, he was like, well, uh, some people, someone had to have heard of Kiss, yes. This he... fucking accent. <laughs> the thing about like Hollywood people is there are people who will pretend they don't know who you are, even if they do. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. You sure. know? I had that with Nicole Kidman. You know, she didn't know. Anything. Did she really? Yeah. She pretend. She I actually put it on my show. It's a clip of her going, "Who's Carrot Top?" Yeah. Well, she's from Australia. Maybe she. But really I met her three know. times with her husband. So and uh, he was he shook. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, character. And then I went over to her, and she was like, "Do you think she did that on purpose?" I don't know, but she did it like three times. So I just put it. There's a clip of her on the on the, on the red carpet going. Uh, yeah, who's carrot top? <laughs> People do do that though. It's like it's like a clout thing. Like they're they well, like you know, knock Al you Franken, down. Al Franken. Okay, so no, now Al Franken. I I did comic relief with him. Right. It was like. Everybody was there. Rob right. Williams and then it would be Goldberg. So Al Franken and I are back in the wings there, waiting to go on. And, and he couldn't have been nicer. He was like, "Wow, I love your, I love your act. I love, you know." And I was like, "That's cool." So I go to Gary Shandling's funeral in L.A. And again, everybody was there. I mean, you you talk about my God, everyone in show business was at Gary Shandling's funeral. Right. So I see Senator then, right, Al Franken. I make my way over to him. I said, 
hey, Al, it's been a while, and, you know, wow, you're a senator now. Fuck, I mean, from a comedian to senator or whatever I made. And he goes, he looked at me, he says, I'm sorry, we, we know each other? I said, it's Carrot Top. He's like, sorry? I said, Carrot Top. And he goes, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know. I said, you don't know Carrot Top? And he goes, I don't know, I don't. I said, you don't know who Carrot Top is? It was the weirdest thing, because, like, I'm standing there with, like, the best of, I mean, like, I think I was standing there with, um, what's his, uh, from uh, Defending Your Life, Albert Brooks, right? And and he just says that, and I look over at Albert Brooks, and I say, he says, he's just being a cunt. I said, I think so, or maybe he just doesn't remember meeting me. Maybe when he, he says, became no, a you're senator. in comedy, he knows who you are, he's just being a, and then I said, well, you know, you fuck with me one time, and he said, uh, uh, Albert Brooks fucked yeah. with you? On the That's tonight, an honor. Well, it is. On the Tonight Show, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it is an honor. It is, right? No, seriously, the fact that he said Carrot Top, yeah. maybe, so he was on the Tonight Show with, um, I think, Johnny, and he said, uh, uh, he used to do these spinning when he does, he, he believe it or not, used to do props. Oh, really? Yeah. Albert Brooks did. Well, back in the he did a skin tonight with spinning plates, oh. and so he sits down and he starts saying, you know, you know, I feel, you know, I'm, it's like I'm here. He said, I feel, you know, I feel bad for someone like Caratop. If American Air, Airlines lost his luggage, he wouldn't have an act. Everybody laughs, and I'm thinking, well, not only is that accurate, but it's just a dig at me because it's like if the Rolling Stones luggage was lost, they wouldn't put on a show. Right. So it's like my, <laughs> it's my shit. Well, there was a thing. There but was I a told time. Matt, he goes, I'm sorry. I hurt your well, feelings. <laughs> just trying to be funny. You know, whatever's out there, you take a swing at it. Yeah. But there's a thing that for whatever reason, if you need something on stage, like if you're a guitar comic, there was always a thing about guitar comics. Like Mitzi Shore used to get mad at guitar comics. She'd go, you're not going to go on stage with the guitar tonight. She would tell guys. (laughs) And then they would go on stage with no No guitar guitar. and bomb. Oh, yes. Because like, you know, you could, that's your comfort. That's your, yeah. That's your thing. If they told me I couldn't bring my, my, my walker with a dildo on it, I wouldn't <laughs> go. I would not, I would not go on. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's You'll like, see in March with your I will. Your I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. That's like, this is your act, man. Yeah. Your fucking act is your yeah, act. Yeah, you yeah. bring stuff. Like, but this purest thing of comedy is, is always bothered me. I don't know why. It's just like, I don't care if you sing. I don't care if you have yeah, props. I'm, I don't I, care. Well, like, I, why well, does that affect I, I me? I don't understand that whole concept just in a broad sense of the idea of, of let's just say, music. Yeah. So if, if, you, if you're in your car and you're listening to music and you, if, you, if you hit the country station and you're listening, and then you, you go, oh, country, and then you have rock and then you have jazz and you have this and you have hard rock, you have metal. There's choices there, so it's kind of fun. Like you, yeah. you, you have something. When I was on the road, I would listen to country music for two hours, and I'm like, you know, now I want some Metallica. Now, yeah, some. mix it up. But so same with comedy. Why can't exactly. you have? We can have a Dennis Miller, and you can have a Joe Rogan. You yeah. can have a Carrot Top, and you can have Gallagher. And you can have Bill Maher do politics, and you can have right. People need to like just let other people have different tastes. Yeah, well, you we know, do anyhow. Exactly. People, so people yeah. that don't want to go to Carrot Top show don't go. Right. Right. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. Like that. That thing drives me crazy. I do have to go. But. You have to six days a week, but there's this thing. It's like, come on, folks. There's there's lots of stuff to be upset about. Yeah, yeah. Like being upset about different tastes other than yours. Right, right. You know, like look, my kids love. I love my kids, but they love music that I fucking hate. They want to listen to like mumble rap in the car. I'm like, shut that shit off. Not all mumble rap is bad, but I mean, some of the stuff. It's not even mumble rap. I should say it's like like whatever it is. I'm an old man. Yeah, that's why I I sold my kids. I got rid. Ah, you got rid of them. Yeah, got rid of them. 
How much did you get? Not much. I should have. I should have, been, <laughs> should have held out should have for a while. A longer. It's a market thing. It's like Bitcoin. You don't yeah, want to get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early. Yeah. It's a long haul thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah, my Elvis shirt. I gotta find you one of these. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I have. Good, uh, right? I have an obsession with Elvis during that time period. The drug days. Well, it's the pill days, and one of the reasons why I have this obsession is because it's a fame thing. And, you uh, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this. Fame is f a fucking strange drug in and of itself. Mm. And I believe that Elvis was the first guy to take a heroic dose of fame. You know, like Hicks always used to talk about, or Terrence McKenna, and then Hicks used to quote it, but heroic doses of mushrooms. There's a heroic dose of fame, like what Michael Jackson took. He took the most heroic but dose of right. fame. But you're right, Elvis might have been the first one. Yes. The, I, mean, I mean, there were some other guys, but... But you're right. Yes. That where he really was beyond superstar. It's not good for you. There's a there's a great I wouldn't say great well this documentary or it might have been a two part uh, thing on HBO I think it is or Netflix. Do you smoke weed, carrot top? I will with you. Okay. Um, I have bad lungs, but you know, I'll smoke. Great. This is when the the, the whole podcast goes to shit. Carrot I heard top this is gets good high. for your lungs. Is it? Yeah, I heard it's good. I don't I don't have any sponsors that would might get upset if I. <laughs> Crown and weed goes together great. That's what I heard. So, um, I haven't been high in fucking 20 years. I don't well, know good. I, I don't do drugs. Well, let's just keep it right but there. But I got to remind me to tell my Hicks story and then also Elvis. So, so um, there's a documentary and it's a really touching, sad scene that you just brought up to me. In the, in the documentary, he goes on stage and this is right when his really big bloaty days. Yeah, those are my favorite days. And there's a, well, it's kind of sad. He's sweating and he's, yeah. he's overweight. Still killing And it. they're interviewing him and they say, uh, do you um you look you don't look good or something <laughs> no, no they really honestly say this like the reporter says you look like shit and he says uh i'm i'm sorry and they're like yeah you just you know what happened <laughs> and he you see it you see in his face he's and he's literally takes a moment he says i'm sorry i don't live up to what you wanted me to look like i'm you know i'm doing my best and then he just kind of walks off like in tears really yeah Ooh, let's, let's find that yeah it's, find it's, that. it's it's i think it's a El i think it's in the elvis uh i mean the netflix it's a two hour or two or two for two part part thing so bill hicks this is uh but but before we get to bill hicks it's like no one was like that before him like there was no kind of star of that magnitude it no. didn't exist and literally, and like Michael Jackson took. There was always it. stars, right? right there was right, always, right. you know, there was Little Richard and Chubby Checker, and there was always like Buddy Holly. Right. There was but not, stars, not at that. No, no. it's a different kind Agreed. of star. Agreed. And I'll say that to people and go, "Wow, you, you get you recognize." That. I said, "I'm just, I'm recognizable in a lineup. I'm not like a famous person." I did. Yeah. They they go, uh, like somebody right. last night said, "You're red, right?" So, huh. <laughs> you're red. Red. I said, "Yes, red, orange." You know. <laughs> You're the red, you're right, red, red top. Yes, red top. You know, but it's, but it, it, that's it, probably but better. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sustainable. I mean, you make a good living. But, you you know, have a I, lot of people who love yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You're better off that way than Elvis getting into that. Definitely had a uh, had a hard. I mean, and people always say, "Well, come on, how hard to be? You know, that, to be that famous? Fuck, who knows? No one understands it. There's no one who understands it other than the people that get there. Yeah, yeah. It's not possible. Yeah, it's not possible to understand it. You could take a guess and you could say, "Oh, but he has so much money." Let me tell you something about money, kids. Once you get past a certain amount, it doesn't feel like anything different. Like, I had an apartment once when I first moved to Hollywood, and I uh, just got on television, and I was on news radio, and I was on this sitcom, and I got this nice place, 
and uh, it had a loft and I had a pool table and I was like look at this apartment I'd walk in the apartment I'd go fuck this is my apartment this is crazy and I would look around at it I go this is I can't believe I actually live here and then I got accustomed to it and then and then I realized one day I was like sitting on the floor and I was like oh this is how everything is like once you get used to it then it's just a house right like your house, it's like all your house needs to do is be comfortable and safe and you need to have like a nice place to go to bed, a nice place to fix your meals and whatever else you're into. After you get past that, it's just a house. Yeah. And you know, Brian Callen said this to me once and it's like this one of the smartest things anybody ever said to me. He said, all you want as far as money, you want to have enough money so you can go to dinner and not worry about what things cost. Yeah. And like that's a brilliant thing to say because... He he's like simple in that regard. Like he, yeah. that's what he, you know. I don't have any besides my cock ring. I don't have any jewelry. Ah, no jewelry on. Um, people always say to me too, like you look just like a homeless guy. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm I, any day could be. So you might not just be ready for it. Have the clothes for it. By the way, that's great weed. It's not um, bad. I only right? took one. Like you saw, right? One little hit. Like one little. I wouldn't even. It's like. And then like three Joe Rogans So so I tell you my Bill, Bill Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. All right, only because this is uh it started out where another you know, some people rip it on me. So Bill You know Hick, the Bill Hicks bit. Which one is it? The one about you? Yeah, that's yeah. what I say first. So Bill Hicks says they're, they're draining lakes and putting in bleachers to see Carrot Top. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> which is a great <laughs> That's a great line. It is a great line. Um <laughs> And here I am, fucking twenty people, and they're draining lakes and putting in bleachers to see fucking carrot top. And st- so I'm thinking, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, another hater, right? So I'm, you know, I'm I'm playing in West Palm Beach at the Comedy Corner, which was the club. But when I wanted to, when I started, it was like I, I went there to audition, and all of a sudden I'm I'm headlining this club, and Colleen McGar was dating Bill Hicks at the time. Yes, and so he was sick. Uh, that was when he had cancer. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, all I said to her was, um, she said something about, um, I, I, I didn't know he was even there. I just knew she was dating him. And I said, it was like between shows. And I said, could you just um, pass on to Bill Hicks that, uh, you know, I hope I didn't, he doesn't hate me. And uh, cause she said, you did such a great show. And I said, yeah, tell Bill, pass if you call him later, tell, tell him that I, I hope he, didn't, he doesn't hate me. And I just, you know, but I'm a huge fan. And, um. The year I won Best Comedian of the Year, he was in the he was in the running, so it was like I I almost was like you know the fact that I won pissed everybody off because you got Bill Hicks. What was the award? Uh, Don American uh, Comedy Awards. Yeah, Don Marrera, Bill Hicks, me, and two others. So I forget now, but I remember those two, and um, and the the what's her name from uh, the, from Atlanta, the tall blonde. She brings me up. She says, the winner is Carrot Top. And I go up and Whoa. it's, well, she I mean, she's, like well, she was kind of like, you know, whatever, uh, Brett Butler. And so I, I go up and, and I, 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 you know, I accept it. And, and it was just, it was almost like, I wish I wish I hadn't won because it was like, you know, I, I wanted Bill Hicks to win. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I set up my show for the second show. And Colleen says, uh, come with me real quick. I want to tell you something. So she walks me in the hallway and who's standing in front of me? Bill Hicks. And it was like mm, maybe a couple of weeks before he had passed. And he was really sick. And I remember really thin. And he had like, it was just, it was, it was just weird. With and, and distended uh, belly? Yeah. And just, I mean, <clears throat> green. And it was just, no. it, and it just, but it's Bill Hicks. And I was like, and he says to me, I don't fucking hate you, dude. 
And I said, oh, God, he, she must have gone and told him, and he's staying at the house behind the condo where the, where the club is. And I said, oh, uh, why did you, I want you to come down here, and, you know, you're, you shouldn't be getting out of bed to come say that. He says, no, I wanted to come clear the fucking, th- you and I, we're, yeah. we're cool. You do, you do, and you do fucking do it, man. You kill it. You hear me? You keep doing what you do. And he, got, he gave me a hug, and he, and then I went, and I had probably the best show I ever had because, you know, Bill Hicks gave me the blessing. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's what the world needs, man. The world needs communication. You know, what a sweet that was. So he didn't have to beautiful. come down and say hi to me. And he's a comic, and he's like, you know what? I was just being, I was just being, you know, I was having making like you said. I was just, I was just making fun of you. I yeah, I don't hate you. I was just, you know. Well, you know what? There's people that they don't mean harm. They just mean to get laughs, and they're saying something that's funny. And look, I have good friends that do it to me all the time. <laughs> you know, Tim Dillon mocks me fucking almost every day. I I don't think that the I think the problem is this this happens outside away from each other and you don't talk about it or you're not together right. you know like right. this is the problem with society it's like a, it's it, it's there's a comparison that can be made to what we're, what the problem we have in society like people are communicating with each other you know like right. uh, on social media sure, sure. instead of communicating with each other they're communicating at or about each other. Sure. How, and, how about when you text somebody and it goes through? Because we're comics, and so it's like sarcasm doesn't fly in text. All the time. How great is that? No. Or I'll say something like, oh, "I thought you'd never leave," and then he's like, "Dude, what?" And I'm like, "I'm kidding." <laughs> like it was a joke. Like I'm just kidding with you. I, you know. I have a few groups of friends. We say horrible things to each other yeah. all the time, but, but it's they get we, it. we love each other, right? Like, but as long as they get it, you yeah. send a text to someone they don't get it, then you're like, "Yeah, I was no, it was a, uh, yeah. it was a joke." Yes, exactly. But it's, you know, a lot is lost. I mean, you have to look at things. You can have, like, the least charitable interpretation of something, and it's always going to cause a problem. But I think part of the problem is that people don't spend enough time one-on-one talking. You know, I mean, even that that back in the day before social media, that was always an issue if you heard someone said something about you. You know, like someone said to someone else, and then someone else comes to you, hey, man, (laughs) fucking Bob was talking some shit about you. And then you go to Bob, and Bob's like, that's not one of them, man. It's like, I was fucking upset because my girlfriend broke up with me or my car broke down or whatever. You know, it's like communication one-on-one is the only way that human beings are really supposed to be talking to each other. And all that other stuff is just a mess. And all this interpretation. And then what I do is talk shit on podcasts for hours and hours of time. I forget what I'm saying. And then <laughs> someone will say something, 10 years ago, you said this. Yeah, I go, yeah. that's not really what I said. Like, you got to listen to the whole thing. Right, you got to take it out of context. Yeah, there, I don't you know. hate you. Or I'm not mad at you. Or right, this, right, like, right, come right. on, man. We're friends. You said that about Florida. You said they should build a wall around it. Yes. So they should saw it off and sell it to the Russians. I love Florida. I love Florida because it's wild. I like that my fucking sister it off lives and there. Sell it to the Russians. <laughs> my my sister lives there. Yeah. I love Florida. Florida is a wild ass place. It is fun. And I love how Florida responded to the pandemic. A lot of the people oh, think yeah. it's irresponsible, but yeah, I but, don't. But it's not though. And if you look at the numbers in Florida, they're the lowest. Well, not uh, anymore. No, no not, anymore. not right now. I mean, no. an hour ago. Well, here's the we thing. Started, wait, wait. I saw a lot of r- these politicians that were shitting on Florida because of the number of cases that right, Florida right. had. And what they didn't realize is that New York City has tens of thousands more right, right. than Florida. Right, right, right. Or New York, so which is mostly New York City. But it's not... It's, there's nothing wrong with Florida, but there is something wrong with wanting everyone to behave and think the way you do. Right. And if Florida 
what, what they did, if you look at it in terms of like the economic cost, yeah. if you look at it in terms of loss of life, and if you look at it in terms of cases, uh, you can make a really good argument that they did the right thing. As Gene Sim would say, it was a pretty good run there, kid. Pretty good run. <laughs> What's the, and now you got a uh, new impression. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's not even the one I did earlier. It's a, completely it's a pretty good run. Huge. I think Gene Simmons talks like this. That's more, yes. If I wanted to tell you how Gene talks, there it's more There you go. Like that this. is definitely more. Yeah. What is mine? Mine is like. This is terrible. Mine is, <laughs> it's terrible. It's like I was trying to do, want to shit on you by doing mine. I was trying to mine. do a Ringo Starr impression. And the guy's like, What's the, what the hell? I did a New Year's show once at the Improv, and Gene Simmons and his whole family came to see and I was fucking legitimately starstruck. I was like, oh, shit. There's only been a couple of times in my life where I've been I was, like I was full say, on yeah, starstruck. I was say, yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah, that one. Uh, Willie D from the Ghetto Boys, full on starstruck. Because uh, I was a giant Ghetto Boys fan when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, if I'm sure if I'll ever meet Ice-T, I'll be full on starstruck. Ice Cube, Ice T yeah. lives, I think, lives in Vegas. I've, I've, I've. Uh, Does he? Yeah, well, he's doing I think that show. So. I think or, he's, or he probably did. has a place. He there. did because I would go to like Vons and they say, "Hey, you just missed Ice T," and I'm like, "Oh crap." Well, Ice T can live where the fuck Flav he Flav wants. lives in Vegas. Of he's course. been on that lives, Dick Wolf show for like a hundred years. You know. He's probably got a fucking billion dollars in the bank. Like Ice T's been on Law and Order for. I want to say 25 years. Yeah, yeah, at least. You know, and that's like syndication money. Yeah, yeah. Because, no, you know. Right. So, you know, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I it's like, I had a syndication. I need a syndication money. Those are those shows <laughs> that air around the world, too. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's a lot of money. They make a lot of money. I had Queen came to the show. That was pretty. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's the only full-on starstruck where, like, like weird. The full band? Not Freddie. It was after Freddie died. It was, yeah, it was. When uh, did Freddie die? I want to uh, say he died in '94. It was the '90s. Were you? Am I right? I should know that. I'm a huge Queen fan. Yeah. But um, so uh, '91. '91. Yeah. I was '94. Sorry, '91. Um, you want to talk about a rare talent? Oh no, there's no one like there's no there's no front man. I don't think that that, that if you go back and watch those things, holy shit. Well, they, he was just he was so different fucking, than all of them. And he was but in so, yeah. not only just but forget the flint, just he was so good and yes. he, he would just work that crowd like I yeah. mean, I think about that almost every night when I go on stage. You got to give give it every every fucking cent of your you leave yes. exhausted. But Queen came. And so it was like it was weird they're like uh, Queen's uh Roger Taylor was coming to the show first first time it was Roger Taylor and I said um Roger Taylor so Roger Taylor I know is like the drummer from Queen and he's fucking not coming to my show and they said yeah he's coming to your show oh, he no. came back <laughs> well it was funny I they told me after so I didn't I wasn't I wasn't I didn't think I didn't know he was out there so after they said Roger Taylor wants to come back and say hi so anyway he comes back and he's like he was just Hoping my Roger Taylor impression is better than my Gene Simmons. Just did Gene Simmons Scott, this time. That was just, that was unbelievable, yeah. I mean, just, what the. F so, you know, so nice. He says something to me, like, you know, take a picture of my crew and me and all that. And I said, you know, um, I'm actually going to go to London with my girlfriend. This is like years ago. And uh, he said, oh, you must stay at the house, yeah? And I'm like, you know how people do. Of course, you're not going to do that. Right. So then I'll say, he's my number, Scott. You know, give me a call. So I, I, I literally were going to London. So I just said, hey, listen, we'll meet for a drink. He said, no, no, I'm, I insist you must stay at the house. I said, no, we're not going to stay at the house. We're going to get a hotel. But we'd like to meet you for a drink at least. So we go to Stonehenge. And my girlfriend is like on her deathbed. I mean, literally just like. I don't know if she was just that sick or didn't want to look at rocks. If she's like, I'm with her. I'm like, you know what? I don't feel so good either. It's fucking Stonehenge. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
So we said, I gotta go to, we go to Rogers now. So I call him and I said, hey, you know, how, he's oh, you're like 30 minutes, when's Surrey, yeah? So we're not going to one of your stupid friend's house. I have to go back to go to sleep, I'm dying. And so I said, we have to go. It's Roger fucking Taylor, right? So this whole thing, she has no clue in her brain. She has no clue. Who, like, doesn't ga- grasp Isn't it, it funny that back then, too, if you were sick, you would go visit people still? Right. And no True. one would freak yeah, out? Yeah, right, right, right. True. We brought in all this illness. It was just, <laughs> it's fine. Just, I had her just stay in the car. Just stay in the fucking car. I'm going to go. So we get there, and you're right. So they said, so we don't feel, you're right. That's really weird. It's crazy. So we, the, the, we get there, and it's, it's not only, it's a, castle, it's a castle, it's like Downton Abbey. It's fucking crazy, right? So my girlfriend's looking at me like, who is it? It's fucking queen. It's like it's like Stone's queen. queen well, is? she knew queen was, but she didn't grasp its queen. It's like we will, you know, you know. Right. But, but it's everything. It's like they're billionaires, and she doesn't understand this. And this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful countryside house, and like I said, castle. So anyway, they give her tea. Da da da. Here's where it gets good. So she looks at me like we really have to go, and we. They, it was just unbelievable in his house. And then Roger says, Scott, it's in my studio. And I, I just know I look, you know, look over to her. She's gonna be like, "Fucking kill you, right?" And right. I say, "We gotta go to see the studio." Yes. So they take us upstairs, and we walk by all this, you know, Queen records, gold right. shit records, the whole fucking house, just records of records. And I said, "Oh wow, Killers Live! That was my favorite album." Um, go up in the studio. Every drum set. It was. Just, I'm not making this up. It had like the and set up like that was uh, from that album. That was from Live Aid. This was, and I'm like losing my shit, right? And my girlfriend says, "Wow, you really like drums." <laughs> On my life, God strike me dead. If she was sitting right here, she goes, "I didn't uh, know." And I literally was like losing my shit, right? So I look back, and Roger's like, "I'm sorry, what?" I said, "She likes your drums because he's deaf from playing drums all these years." Thank God. <laughs> Since then, I've told him. By the way, she said she likes your. You must like drums. But uh, it was it was one of the. And, and so anyway, they meet us at the hotel bar that night. And what does he bring for, for a guest? My it was there for my birthday. What do you think he brings me to the bar? Drumsticks? No, that fucking Killer's Queen gold album. No. How cool is he? No way. And I went, oh, no, Roger, I can't can't accept this. And he says, well, this fuck you must. I go, no, I can't. And I said, you know, like, you only have 100 more of these, right? And he's like, no, I'm not taking this one. It was like presented to Roger Taylor. So I took it. Wow. I had to take it. I had to take it. Wow. But that was the, that would maybe the coolest. And since then, they've come like Brian May and them have come Two, they've all come through, and they and they, they they can't be nicer and sweeter and bigger fans. Like, uh, you know, Brian May is just like because being it's weird coming from like someone they're beyond, you know, fucking magical rock stars. Yeah, they think what we do is like you know, like how the fuck do you tell a joke? Like they don't get it, so it's cool. Well, it's for regular people. It's like everything else, though, right? It's, I mean, I can kind of imagine what it would be like playing drums. In front of a, a large audience, if I started playing right, drums right, right, right. and then started playing drums in a local band, right, started right, right, doing right. gigs, sure, and then sure. eventually moved right. up, and same, same. It's like everything. Yeah, it's like everything. Incremental. Be a lawyer, being a rocket scientist, being strapped in the shuttle. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, they, they, they yeah. rehearsed. They rehearsed. They practiced. They, well, yeah. that's why it's fascinating to watch people do something that you don't do at all. That's one right. of the reasons why I love music. I love watching musicians because I, I don't know how. I don't. Yeah, I can't play same, anything. Same. Same. Yeah, so it's fascinating. I like when I used to go to the launches and I'd see these astronauts and they'd take you into the, you could, because my dad worked there, they'd take you into the, like, the cockpit and shit. Yeah. And you sit in these, and you're like, there's 5,000 switches and, right. Right, and you're like, do they know 
And they go, yeah, they know where every switch does. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's gonna work. Don't not that one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like everything in life, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you take it to the furthest extreme. Yeah. It's like there's levels and levels to everything. It's it's one of the things that's most fascinating about being a person is like you can pick a path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. get into whatever yeah, yeah. it is, what is that, that you really into? love too. I always tell yeah. young kids, you know, pick something you want. I hate when people come and say, "I want to be famous." Like, what does that mean? You know, be famous. You you want to do something that you enjoy. Uh, Right, your, yeah. Your passion, your your money will follow. Your, Maybe. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. true. I don't know what it is, but but, but it's not. Forget that. Forget money. That's funny. Maybe. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, you might starve to death. Yes, you might. You might just really. But 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 you want to. You might starve to death doing something you enjoy. Well, it's because you, you want to go do like, a job that you hate going to every day. What the fuck? Why do it? It's like telling the antelopes when you see the lion run. Right. And you'll be okay. Well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll be the one that they eat, and then everybody else will be okay. I mean, that's the reality of life. Is it's not guaranteed, and there's a lot of yeah, people yeah. that follow their dreams yeah, right. and, and they, they still don't, wind yeah. up broken, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I've known that. I'm sure you know that in comedy. I mean, how many guys do you know that you started out with that kind of had potential? Yeah, oh, a lot. Well, there's a lot funnier guys than than me. I got I got very lucky, and the, the timing of when everything hit and I, what I did, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine if I was starting now where, where I don't even know if there's any comedy shows on TV anymore. I mean, like like so, well, well, like I remember mean, we had the comic like strip. It's like well, Netflix well, is basically yeah. That's like, it. That's what I'm saying. So if Netflix is going to do do it, I used to be able to do comic strip live and uh, uh, evening at the Improv and yeah. the Tonight Show and Conan and all those shows, uh, right. the late night shows. Uh, that, that's where you got your. your do they still they, have unknown comics on like the Tonight Show or? I don't think that. No? I don't think any late night show puts on comics anymore. I mean, really? unless you're selling a book or doing something, yeah. Isn't I used to do the Tonight Show like every. Month, I would call Jay. What's that? That's my, that's my impression. That's better than Gene Simmons. That's great. That makes more sense. So uh, Gene Simmons. So I used to do that show all the time. In fact, um, one time we were doing it, and I I remember I had to go back and do a show in Vegas. So I, I, I I did the show. I think it was like, might even been like New Year's Eve, and, and he says. I said, I got to go back to Vegas. He goes, oh, I'm going back to Vegas tonight, too. And I said, oh, are you in Southwest? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm in Southwest. Yeah. I said, uh, um, I, I literally had my ticket. I said, uh, he said, no, do you want to go with me in my jet? And I said, uh, when? He goes, right after the show, I have a show. I have a show and I have a show. So let's go together. So me and my assistant and Jay get on the, the jet, his jet, and we're flying into Vegas. And uh, I'm thinking, this is one of those moments you just kind of like take. He's he's dead asleep, mouth wide of it. I'm thinking the whole time, I, I'm so te- want to throw a peanut in his mouth. You know what I mean? It's just like Jay Leno, his head's this big, right? Right. Just a big, big head. And you're just like, I'm staring at him. And he has like, he has a thing, like carrot top written on his in his briefcase. Because I guess it was something about. He had a folder? The folder. I said carrot top on it, but I guess it was just be to, to, I don't know, to remind him that I'm on the jet with him or whatever. I don't know. It's just a carrot. But I'm looking at my assistant. And I'm looking. I said, this is a moment we just take in. We're on a private jet with fucking Jay Leno. He's passed out, and it's really bad weather. We're just, we're bouncing around like so bad, right? And I'm, I'm it's getting really bad. So I'm holding on to the, the, the things like, oh, fuck, is it really don't like this? And we hit some really bad air pockets, and he's just, 
literally just that's crazy and uh, he's having a dream so wakes up he looks over and I'm I'm like I'm like oh god he's like you okay I said no I'm really not Jay this is fuck if I he goes you think though (laughs) he says if we go down and we die, then the, the, the newspaper's going to say, Jay Leno dies with two unknowns. I'm like, well, you know, fucker, I was just on your show. I'm known. Yeah. He really said that? Yeah. How rude. Yeah, rude. That's a little like, No, he was just being funny. I got a cock me. Cock waved cock. on you. <laughs> Jay funny. Leno goes down with two unknowns. Yeah, two unknowns. How rude. I said, I think I said something like, well, I could have done Letterman. I would have been known, but I did your show. <laughs> Jay Leno is so much better on his car show than anything else he's ever yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Other I, than stand up. I asked to be on, because I've done the show with him sometimes. I said, can I be on the car show? Yeah. I didn't know you like cars. I said, I don't have to like cars. I can still be on your show and make it. We'll just let me be on no. your show. What, what, what kind of car do you have? I said, no, I, I just have like one. Cars. He's like, one, I said, yeah, I have, I have a G wagon. That's all I got. And he's like, well, that's not. I said, no, I'll be in one of the. I'll come out of the trunk with my props. It, it, it'll make it funny. We have to know a little bit about. As I know a little bit about a car. I mean, I know the, the, the hood is there and the trunk. Yeah. it'd be fun. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I really, you know, it's not that kind of show. Yeah, it's yeah. the kind of show for someone who's obsessed with cars. Like I'm, a, I'm a car freak. So for me, it's like okay. So you, you probably yeah. yeah. I'm not a car it's like if I had you on an. I mean, M- I like cars. <laughs> if I had you on an MMA show, do you know anything about UFC? Yeah, a lot. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know. What's his white uh, Dana? Oh, that guy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, if I had an MMA show and I wanted to talk about possible matchups, and I had you on, oh, right, right. You really wouldn't know. I would, I would say that guy. He looks mean. I, he looks. That guy yeah, looks scary. Guy, yeah, yeah, hook him up. <laughs> well, I went to a match. This is funny in Vegas, and this is not a joke. So I go to this. This they put me right in the front. Of, of the, the chain fucking yeah, right the cage cage so you know, already would have been <laughs> like that already been horrible on your thing where the contest show. takes place the thing with the, with the thing with the oh the cage right so yes, you know yes, a lot yes. about this right I know enough so I'm I'm right there and this guy's getting I mean badly beaten just he couldn't get up and the guy's just and I'm right this close to like holding onto the fence and right. his face is like bam 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 right and he literally is getting and he opens his eyes he goes carrot top <laughs> really yeah. I go, oh my god i go get out because i can't, I can't. <laughs> just, yeah it's just a great scene like, doo, doo. carrot top i said get up it's like i can't and that's, i kept saying don't hurt my friend hey <laughs> that's called a lack of focus yeah. he's really supposed to be paying attention on the task at hand well that's what that's what made him made me laugh because he just recognized he's only on the so that's the guy who pursued his dream and yeah. maybe you know, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, he's maybe, one of the antelopes. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe he's one of the antelopes with a limp. Ooh. That's just part of. It's great though, for me. I was like, dude. Yeah, fun for you. I was on the other side of the fence. Yeah, but then I kept telling the other guy, just leave him alone. He's my friend. He knows me. I don't think you listened, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No. So people that have never been to it live before are stunned. The energy and sure. also the fact it's so different when there's no commentary. Because you're kind of like watching it play out in your head, and you hear, what is he doing? Right. Like, who's winning? You hear like <laughs> stuff like that from yeah, people you definitely, in the audience. Yeah, you're right, though. You'd yeah. have to have commentary. Well, not not necessarily, because like some fights, you just see what's happening. You know what's going on. You just on. hear you the see, pounding. Yeah, you see people getting just, fucked up. Just the, that sound. Yeah. The fucking, uh. yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. 
It's like sure. that with NASCAR too. I had to do. I got in with NASCAR with when I was doing some AT and T commercial shit back in the day, and so I, used, I you know, they said you got to go to a Talladega or whatever Daytona thing. So I said okay. I grew up in Florida, but never been to a race, and you go to that and you're like. Holy shit. Yeah. Not, well, not just that, but it's like so smart. It's like, you know, people make fun of NASCAR. It's like they're dumb. They're idiots. Not only do they all come in their private jets, but the, the calculations and the people and the number crunching and the shit happening during the whole race, that's unbelievable. I like take a quarter pressure, quarter thing, and then lead, pull that down and just a, and crank one. It's like you just lead there going, fuck, these guys are brilliant. Yeah, there's a lot of engineering involved. Engineering. Right? There's a lot of money involved. Whenever there's Tons a lot of money. Those pit brains. crews. Yeah, and... their brain. They're, it's, but it's funny how people think of NASCAR as dumb, these dumb, and then you look and you're like, this is completely smart. It is, but the thing about that drives people nuts is that it's a circle. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Just going around. That used to be one of my jokes in my show. I said, Danica Patrick, she, she had her blinker on the whole time. It was some stupid joke, I forget. <laughs> I think she had her blinker on the whole time. <laughs> but they should make half the girls go the other way. That would be fun. Yeah. Have half girls that way and half girls right. that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. would be fun. Jesus Christ. That would be wild. You might have just created a new sport. There you go. That would be fun, right? Fuck oh, yeah! Half the cars start up that way, and then they, they go and go, and they they, they, they would they, have to make the cars much more protected. Yeah. But if well, they, they just did make that. them like a ramp, and that way, if they did hit, they wow. just, yeah, they fly through they the fly. air. That was one yeah. of my first props I ever rode. <laughs> Dennis Miller, by the way, can I tell you my Dennis Miller thing? No. Okay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so I was I was performing it. Uh, this is one of my that goes back to like weird shit. So I was performing. Um, I only had like fifteen minutes, maybe tops. One trunk of stuff, and um, and that's how I actually. Funny enough, I used to say, "God, if I just build more shit, I could, I could do more time. So if I have more shit, I could headline." Yeah. So anyway, I had like one trunk. It was like maybe, you know, twenty props. Five were good. I just spread it out and try to get the. So they called me literally like four in the afternoon. I'm in Charlotte, and they said, do you want to open for Dennis Miller at uh, Wake Forest University? And I said, when? They said, tonight. And I said, tonight? Fuck, it's four in the afternoon. I gotta, how am I going to get to Wake? So, you know, three hours, you can drive there, and you can open. So I said, fuck yeah, right? It's my first big. So I take my little. Pop. What years? Hmm. 90 or 89, 80-something. Maybe somewhere in that. Right. And so I get there, and... Uh, it's a huge auditorium. It's their homecoming. It's fucking right. It's like four thousand seat arena. And I remember the Braves were playing in the in the World Series against um, somebody. So, so I mean, he's a big uh, a Pittsburgh. And the only reason I know this is because Dennis Miller's a big Pittsburgh Pirate fan. So I get there and I'm like just beyond nervous. I set my little trunk up in the packed crowd, and the guy sends me out. And he says, "Do you know? Do fifteen minutes." I said, I don't know if I have 15. I'll do what I can do. Um, the crowd was so good, right? So I, I go out, and I'm I'm just I'm doing, like, my Wendy's, all my fucking shit that was, you know. And I, like, three jokes in. And one was a, a car. I said, they should make a car built like a ramp. So if you have head on collision, just, you just jump over, right? And it, it kills. And I, then I pick up my paper cups and string with the call waiting in it. Oh, that was the closer. So I waited for that. So I look, <laughs> I look over. Yeah, it was my huge closer. And uh, I look over and I see, oh, well, fuck, there's Dennis Miller standing with the guy that booked me, right? And Dennis Miller's just standing there watching. And he's, I remember he's just being really short kind of guy. And the guy was, the guy was going like, you know, and I'd only, I've only done like three jokes. Oh, Dennis wants you to get off stage? 
I guess. So so I, I look over and then I look over again, and then I do it on the joke, and then I look and the guy's like, just like wrap it up, right? And I'm like, I've only done not even five minutes. So I do my closer, my big, big paper cups and string. Yeah, here's one for the new call waiting and then conference calling and da da kills. I'm not even done with it. He walks out and he says, he says, leave your shit. Because I was going to get it out of the way for him. Right. And I said, okay. And then he didn't say anything. And then I went up into the rafters of the theater and watched him perform. And uh, afterwards, anyway, he left, right? And so then he, he, he kicked, he said something like, he picked up the, the car with the ramp and he looked at it and he went, and threw it, but like they, they tossed it, right? And the whole crowd was like, "Like what the fuck, right?" Because they they loved me. I was just young. They were like, they loved me. I was doing so well, and they could tell that he just like made fun of him and like you know defaced my thing. And everyone went, "Oh." He's like, "Take it easy." At the fucking, they called me Topper. He says, "Topper is funny, right?" Shows over. I go to say hi to him. He already left. Da da da. Anyone say hi? I said, "Okay." So then for five years at least, he's, he's, he'd make fun of me on his show. Any show he did, he would make fun of me, like getting a bad right. And then one day Margaret Cho is on like an election night thing they used to do with, the, with Dennis Miller. And he says something about Kirtop. And she says, why do you, why do you have – Kirtop's a sweet guy. Why do, you, why do you hate him so much? And he says, I'll tell you why. And he says he, he opened for me, and he's had the school wrong, in Notre Dame or something. And – he did, you know, 35 minutes. He was supposed to do 10. He did 35 minutes, and uh, he doesn't know how to watch his time, and he needs to learn that and da 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 this, right? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. So all these years go by. I'm in a hotel in, uh, in L.A. Doors open. I said, Dennis. And he goes, Topper. I said, we have to clear something up. He says, what's that? I said, not only is your story not holding, no, no, my whole, you, you went long. And I said, wait. I said, I couldn't have gone long because I only had five fucking minutes. So I didn't go long. I said, let's just clear the air. I didn't go long. I, I couldn't have gone long. There was no possibility I could go long. And, I, you know, that that's the story. And he's like, yeah, well, whatever. Bolts off. I'm like, that went well. <laughs> and then I'm with David Spade one night. And I said, David Spade, I said, hey, could you, could you like... Uh, Help me clear the air with fucking Dennis Miller. You guys see what happened? I said, I, so I tell him the story. He goes, No, he went long. I said, I couldn't go. I, to this day, I couldn't go. I didn't go long. So anyway, finally, he's like, Whatever. Just, you know what? Let it go, dude. I'm like, cause Again, I want to be, I want him to like me. I want yeah, him to be my friend. Of course. So then we did the all star basketball game in Vegas. And I, I go in, and everyone's like, being, uh, All the ESPN people are, you know, there. And I sit down, and who's sitting right behind me? Dennis Miller. Yeah. So I look back and I go, Dennis. And he goes, he says, yeah, I said, you, I said, um, uh, uh, something about, well, I got one seat better than you or something about my hair blocking. You won't be able to see the game because of my stupid hair or something. Um, probably really ruined your night. He says, you know, you know, what's really going to ruin my night. And I said, what? And he says, my son wants to meet you. And we took a, <laughs> he was so mad. My son loves you. I said, oh, my God, that must really burn your – you really hate that. And he goes, yeah, he's your biggest – he loves Karen Top. I said, see, tell your dad that I'm okay. That's hilarious. Yeah, so we beca- now I think we've become, we've become good friends. I beca- it was just, again, uh, communication and misunderstanding. He, he, I didn't – you know, I wouldn't have done that to 
Well, it's also people get real tense before they go on stage, and if they feel like you're doing something that they don't like, some comics get upset. Well, I hope he didn't I hope he didn't have a car with a ramp. No, okay. I don't think he did. But it's he's like doing my joke. I have a car with a ramp. Yeah. It's all that one of those things. It's like who booked that? Why would you take a guy who's got like these witty one-liners and put him with a guy who's a prop act? It's like they don't necessarily See, again, jive. I don't know. It will actually would have jived pretty good because it was so different. It actually, the crowd was going. But that's not always good. Oh uh, well, like, difference not always good. Well, because... that's true. I had a guy with dog. Some dog thing happened before my show. A dog thing? It was a guy. They, said, they sent a thing, and I said, "Oh, that'd be kind of funny." It's like dogs doing like whatever. And that might be cute for my show, and it was just horrendous. Yeah. So he had an act with dogs? It was like a dog that, yeah, did this, whatever. Oh, the dog did, the dog performed with him? Yeah, something like that. I forget okay. now, it's been too long ago. But yeah. the, the only funniest, funniest pet one I've ever seen, I think his name's Bruce Block. He opened for Amazing Jonathan one night. And this is brilliant shit. I don't know why I didn't think of this. So there's a little little carpet stage, right? Just enough for, like, like your dog. Just, uh -huh. just enough for a little dog. And... There's a microphone, just like this. There's the stage, a little microphone. And it said, please, the lights go down, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, whatever the fuck, Muffy so-and-so. And, -so. and the, the, little, the little fucking rabbit, this is great, walks up on the thing and grabs the mic like this. The dog grabs no, the no, mic? No, the bunny. Oh, the and he grabbed. This is a, a bunny. The, the bunny, it was a bunny. This is it's a, not a dog. No, this is, that was different. This is amazing. <laughs> I wish I'd hired. <laughs> it's that fucking weed. I would have hired this guy. It was it was so fucking good though, right? So this little bunny rabbit comes up and he grabs, but he doesn't just he doesn't just go like he grabs it like this and he says, um, "What's well, up, motherfuckers?" Right. So what the guy did, he's got a little a little feeder in it, right? And he's trained, of course, to 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 hold like this. But then when he when he'd feed it. He would go like that, and he'd say, "Hey, motherfuckers!" And then and it, it was like so. The carrot. It was, it was eating twenty like minutes food. of food. Yeah, it was twenty minutes of this rabbit telling really funny, dirty jokes, and <laughs> the way he would manner it, mannerism with the with the mic. He's like, he's like, yeah, and fucking, at least fucking cocksuckers over here. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was great. It was very. It was a brilliant. That's uh, brilliant. It was brilliant. I I, I remember the whole time. I, not I'm like crying. I'm like, why did I not think of that? God damn it. That is a great idea. And if you get that rabbit to really I think keep it was eating, Bruce Block, I think. I think his name was. If you get the rabbit to keep eating and you had some good solid jokes. Oh yeah, he could do anything. Just that's a great do. idea. No, it's great. And it would yeah. I think Bruce is down there doing the voice, like, hey, okay, look at this lady over here. I met uh Dennis Miller. The first time I met Dennis Miller, I was at one of those um have you ever done one of those um television things where you do like a block of press and they have like <sighs> it's been so long I forget what they call them, but whenever yeah, pr you press yeah, junket. a junket thing. That's so junket. there would be like a bunch of stars from right, a bunch right. of different NBC shows and right. what have you. And so uh, I'm peeing, and Dennis pulls up beside me, and he goes, Hey, Joey, you got yourself a hit over there, huh? <laughs> and I, I look over, and I said, uh, Yeah, he goes, it's doing pretty good. He's, Yeah, that fear factor, doing pretty fucking good, pal. Congratulations. <laughs> I go, Oh, okay. It's just weird when you're talking to somebody for the very first time and you have yeah, your dick yeah, in your yeah, hand, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they're standing like a foot away from you, yeah. and they're like, Hi. <laughs> we have something in common. We have something very similar. I'm not making this up. Bill Maher, if he was sitting right here, he'd remember this. So I had never met Bill Maher. He was at the American Comedy Awards. And it might have been the night that I won. So I go into the bathroom. I saw, I didn't know he was in there. So um, and first of all, before I even do the, Bill Maher was peeing next to me. Next to me was um, Casey Kasem. Oh, wow. And next to Casey Kasem, this is not a joke. You can't make this shit up, right? Was L Larry King. So when I walk into the, when I walk into the bathroom, I see 
It's not a joke. Uh, and tree I've, icons. No, I see. No, he, he no, he had a, his pants all the way down. Which one, Casey? No, uh, Bill. No, Larry King. Larry King. That seems like. And I, went, I walked in. I remember thinking <laughs> I saw. No, seriously. But you think why would he get his? But he had. It's just like who does that? When I you, like, like that. Who does that? When you pee, you don't. Pull I'm gonna your, do that from you now just take, on. You, you just, you know, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. It's all the way down. And so I that caught my eye. I was like, what the fuck? And then I see Casey Kasem. He's really short. And then Bill Maher. So I, I literally. Come in my like a horse into my stall, and I look over and I see Casey Kasem, and I and I look over at Bill Maher. I always said was, I said nice cock, <laughs> and he's like what the and now Bill you know Bill's he just loses his shit right he's he's laughing so hard, and then Casey Kasem's like what kind of what the fuck is going on in this bathroom right that's a comedy words anyhow right? right so I said so I go back to my table, and Bill Maher's tables couple over from mine he's got like 20 people literally at his table and he's he's telling his whole table and they're all looking over at me and he's like come here and i'm like fuck so i go over and i go hey and he says tell him what i said you already told him what i did <laughs> and he's like that was fucking funny and, and very risky i said i was just i didn't know what to say to you i, I just i'm a big fan so i figured hey nice cock and it's really not but i'm just, just gonna, <laughs> i just want to get on your show and he says you want to be on my show and i said yeah he says call me t literally call me tomorrow and i'm if you're available uh this weekend uh, like literally that week and i was on the show like three days later because wow. I said he had a nice cock. <laughs> That's nice. This is politically incorrect days. Yeah, politically yeah. incorrect. Yeah, that was a f fascinating situation. You talk about like someone getting canceled from a show that was like probably the best thing that could ever happen. Oh, like him. He was. This was during the Iraq War, right? And he was talking about like uh, I think that his what he said was something. Long, I don't want to fuck it up. But like, who's a coward? The people who flew the planes in the building, or the people who dropped bombs from a distance, or something, right. something along those lines. Yeah. And people got very, very, yeah, very yeah. upset, and then they wound up pulling the show. Yeah. And then he went over to HBO, and it became an infinitely better version of the show. And a bit, he's it, true. He's one of the best people of our era of pushing back against the most extreme, ridiculous leftist sort of censoring views and you know and he's kind of all over culture, the place cancel too. culture thing. he's kind of all over the place with well he's very liberal but he's an old school liberal as in what? i am it's like this there's a thing there's a difference between liberals that are just like they think of themselves as open-minded people that realize that not everybody starts off at the the same starting point. So this idea of pull yourself up by your own bootstrings is pretty ridiculous. That's me. That's what I think. And that we all need some social uh, programs. We the world needs them. I mean, when I was I was a kid, I was on welfare. My my parents were on welfare. We had food stamps. Like I remember that very clearly. And so like the idea that everybody should just figure it out on their own. No man, that's not. That's if you if we're a community, we're supposed to be helping each other, and there's a certain amount of social programs that benefit society. But he's also a guy who realizes that there's a certain amount of pushback against certain aspects of our society that become almost like cult-like, right. and, and and they don't make sense, and things get preposterous and ridiculous, and they go too far with things, and that's where Bill stands. It's like. He's he's more of an old school like being a liberal from 20 years ago was very different than being a liberal of today or a leftist of today Like people today are like leaning so far towards socialism and Marxism that it's like they I don't know if they're doing it because they've thought it through if they're doing it because this is the ideology of the moment of the right. of the youth and they think they're gonna reshape society and yep. 
and change things, which is like every young group thinks they're going to do that. Every new group of people. But Bill, in my opinion, is one of the very best of our current crop of people that's uh, got a voice that speaks out against that stuff. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant, actually. He's, he, he is. He is yeah. And his show's brilliant. Whoever's yeah. writing those things is brilliant. Yeah, well, I know one of the... Uh, uh, Scott, someone, yeah, he's, I've known him for years. He's been with him day one. Yeah, well, there's uh, a whole bunch of writers. It's a very good show. Yeah. His main guy is, is great. Yeah. It's, um, it's complicated. You know, I feel like that show would even be better if it was like a long format show on the internet, you know, with no, back to my no censoring. I should drink, drink yours. Whatever Why don't I drink, you want, Why don't I drink the other There's nothing shit. wrong with Crown. I drink the better stuff. I was just joking. You know, my first that. beer I ever had, I was, my dad worked back at Space Center, but uh, went to a launch. And I was like 12, and we go to see a shuttle launch in uh, 100, you know, Florida, 100 degrees out, and I'm sitting there. <laughs> I say, can we get like a hot dog and a Coke or something? My dad's like, what do you want? I said, I don't know, Coke and a hot dog. <laughs> he says, the line for a Coke and hot dog was like 70 deep, and the line for a beer was like two. So my dad looks at me and says, you're drinking a fucking beer. <laughs> and I said, a beer? I'm 12. He goes, just don't tell your mom. I said, okay. So I, I saw like three launches that day. And I got home. My mom was like, how was the launch? There was like three rockets. He's like, what's wrong with you? I said, no, I had beer. You gave him a beer. Yeah. That's funny. Isn't that funny? Because that's my dad's thought. He's logic. He's like, I'm not waiting in the fucking line. You're getting a beer. When you saw the launch, did you wonder if it was going to blow up? Well, this is prior to the blowing up one. The Challenger one? Yeah. But, yeah. I, but I was, I, of course, my dad knew everybody on that on that uh, that one. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I was in college at the time, and I was driving a, like a courier van. And uh, I remember, you know, the news came on, and I was like, what the? It was on the talk radio I used to listen to. Before we had cell phones, I, mean, I pulled over and found a payphone, and I called my dad, and he was like, just, you know, yeah. at the Space Center and just losing his mind. He's like, yeah, yeah, it just happened. I was at uh, this girl I was dating. We kind of stopped dating. I, we kind of broken up, and she moved to another part of the state, and I went to visit her there. And uh, I think she had gone to school. I think I had graduated from high school, and she was still a senior. I think that's what it was happening. So she had gone to school and I was staying at her house still. And uh, I watched TV and I, I didn't see the actual bomb, uh, the uh, actual uh, uh, Challenger blow up. I saw a, a replay of it. They were playing the replay on TV. So I turned on TV and I was like, holy fuck. I think, I don't know if she was there or not. It's hard to remember. It was so long ago. But I'm, I never forget like seeing it and trying to figure out what was what, happening. Uh, right. What is, what's what, going on what, with that? Imagine people there watching it too. They're like, yeah, when Wait. there's a tragedy and you get to watch, like, you see a video of it, you're like, is this real? Like, am I watching something that's real? Did this really happen? It was, um, like, now you see, like, fucking Jeff Bezos is going flying around. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> Richard Branson, they're all going into yeah, space. Like, my hey, guys, guys, the, guys, guys. My neighbors are on one of those flights coming up with Branson, I think. So many people are giving uh, Jeff Bezos shit because he was uh, at a party for New Year's. It was a disco party. And they're shitting all over the way he was dressed. Well, yeah. I think he looks great. Okay, a lot it? of you people are fucking haters. <laughs> what was the, they're haters because <clears throat> what was the, they're what saying. Did he look like? Well, here's the thing. There's a video. I'd like you to find this video before you show me what he looked like. There's a video from uh, Jeff Bezos. He's driving a Honda and he's being interviewed uh, by this guy. <laughs> and he's worth at the time he was uh, Amazon was just taking off and he was worth approximately eight billion dollars. And so the guy says to him, yeah, this is it. Play this. 1999. Play this. Yeah, right. Somewhere 
in the vicinity of nine or ten billion dollars today. I only say that because I've got a follow-up question. Okay. What's with the Honda? <laughs> this is a perfectly good car. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> that's good. This is 1999. Okay, so here we are, 20, almost 22 years later. Look at him. What's, that, what's wrong with Look, that? First of all, he's fucking I jacked. Say, I was gonna say he's ripped. He's got a beautiful girl. With She's him. hot as fuck. She's hot as the Looks sun. Looks like he's packing he's some jacked. heat. He's jacked and. He's dressed for a disco party, so he had a disco party at his house. Well, but so, it's so like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but that is a but see, full that's another thing of transformation. Being mean. Well, it's just because he's now worth 180 million billion dollars. He's worth like, I think it's between him and Elon. They go back and yeah, forth right. as who's the richest yeah, who's person right. in the world. Yeah, right. well, look at him. He's jacked. <laughs> jacked. Look at him. That's that same dorky guy in the Honda, and now he probably. Oh wow, you're right. That wow. Yeah. He's carrot top in the fucking late, yeah, nice. <laughs> late 80s or whatever it was. What year was it oh, when you got God. really jacked? Oh, it was more than that. It was like the, in the 2000s. Th in the thousands somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, it well, will last it for a small a small bit. And I guess that. Well, he's, he's riding that testosterone yeah, fun, replacement yeah. therapy ride. <laughs> and uh, he's in full effect. Look, but why? Why? Who cares? But why is I it if he was a that. rapper? Who cares? Who cares? If he was a rapper and he was doing that, everybody would be like, right. fuck yeah. yeah, look at Pitbull. Or right, look right, at. You're right. You know, right. But why does anyone care about anyone else's personal choices of things too i've never understood no matter well, what it is whether it's just doing steroids or doing this or doing that or doing that what, what is it, what's the point of two it? for two things one because it's fun to make fun of people no, true. so you look at him right there it's fun to say oh fucking right, midlife right, crisis right, 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 right. but let's be honest he's killing it yeah the guy's yeah, yeah, killing yeah, it nothing wrong with it looks great yeah for like yeah. you go back to that guy in the honda <laughs> yeah yeah this is a perfectly good car yeah, it's a great car yeah. like no, you go back, a nerd yeah yeah go back to that guy in a 1999 honda mm. and then you know who knows what does jeff bezos drive today I mean, he's probably Maybe the same Honda. Got some fucking exotic handmade shit. Yeah, probably. They, they fly yeah. in from they, they, overseas. They chrome like, like, like Justin Bieber out of chrome. He's probably uh, balling out of control. Yeah, completely yeah, out not, of control. Why not? He's yeah, good for him. But well, why not? But the, the point is, it's like, you know, like Jeff Jeff Bezos is successful. Yeah. Why Very. shouldn't he be jacked with a super hot girlfriend, dressing like a pimp? Right. Yeah, he's I don't got see a dirty. Really nasty uh, Bugatti. Let me see the fucking Bugatti. Let's see the goddamn Bugatti. I like it. I like it, Jeff. I like the new you. This is how I feel. That's a great yes. Jesus. Yeah, look at that. That's like a five million dollar car. How much? How much are those? Yeah. Uh, I was trying to find a picture of him yeah. in it so I could know for sure. Yeah. I think they're worth like five million wow. bucks. They're they're preposterous cars. That's Jeff Bezos's Bugatti. Woo! Look at that! Now, I remember Why not? I did the Tonight Show with Jay. I remember mm -hmm. when he always had all the, all those cars, and uh, one day I, I I went out, you know, that parking spot he had right there in the front, and he said, uh, "It was a bike, but it had a jet engine on it." Right? Oh yeah, so I've I thought seen that. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. So I look, I'm standing there looking at him, like, "What the fuck?" And Jay comes out, man. I said, "Is that <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a, like a jet bike?" And he goes, "Yeah, a, yeah, jet bike." I said. Well, how fast does this go? He goes, it's a fast one. He goes, it's a jet. And I said, well, how fast have you had it? And he's like, yeah, like 180. I'm like, 180. 
you know, of course, from L.A. to Vegas, probably in that yeah. stretch of. But I'm like, who, 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 when else can you go like on a jet? Why do you need a jet bike to go like through L.A.? Like, how would you just for shit? You have so much money. I'm just I'm gonna get a jet bike. Well, he's just fascinated he's got a fire by truck. cars. Oh no, he's great. And yeah. then I asked him to bring in, which made me think of the story with the cars. I asked him, his assistant Helga, I said, could you could 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 Jay bring in the Ford GT? Because mm. I saw that he had it on something and. She said, yeah, so pull up, nice enough. He drove it in just for me to look at it. And he says to me, you know what you want to see? And I said, yeah, I love this car. And he goes, uh, you know, I have, a, I have a, a McLaren, you know, I kind of brought that. I said, I don't want the McLaren, I want, I want the Ford GT. And he's like, the McLaren is the way better. And like he just, he was, he was shocked that's the one I wanted to see. I have way better car, I think, you know. And I've seen the fire truck. Can you imagine Jay Leonard driving down the fucking 405 with this fucking fire truck? Well, then, which he does. Is it, was it the older Ford GT? Yeah, it was the Ford GT, uh, yeah. For the like coupe 2005 with the, with the stripe, but, Yeah, probably, yeah. With, the, with this double yeah. blue stripe yeah, on the yeah. white with double blue stripes. It was yeah, fucking you ever what seen one of these? What is that? Lamborghini? Venendo. It's the most expensive car he has, according to the article. Most expensive car. Jay Jay no, no. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Oh, the Be- cars. Keith Bezos has got a fucking million cars. I love it. I still I like love the, the fact he goes run, from that, the fucking yeah. Honda to that. Yeah, to that. He goes yeah. from he might dorky a, guy with he might the hair have on a the big sides, truck too, to fully jacked man with the smoking hot girlfriend. Yeah, on that's the yacht. cheapest car he has. Apparently, that's the cheapest that's, car. <laughs> that's the cheapest car. It's only a million. Wait, what's it going backwards? It's like What is it? Ferrari Pininfarina Sergio. It's a three million. Doesn't it look like it's going backwards? It does look like it's going backwards. Yeah, it does. It's weird looking. It's cool. It is cool. I love it. I've never even seen that before. Where's the windshield? I would though? actually drive I, it backwards I, I, just to fuck with people. I'd go. Yeah, I would. Strange. It like, seems like it doesn't have a windshield. That yeah, doesn't it doesn't have real. a windshield. Do you have to wear goggles? What if you get hit in the face <laughs> with a squirrel? Like what if like a fucking yeah, that doesn't have a windshield. windshield. That has no windshield. Like oh my god. There, Hey, I'm in the car with him. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos and Carrot Top. Top. <laughs> but why would you buy a car with no windshield? That's just silly. Well, he has no, he's no hair. He's fine. You know? Yeah, Me, but it's the, a, it's your a, face. It's a mess. If you fly into a flock of birds, you're a dead man. No, like just a bug. I like this. He's too rich. He didn't need him. He didn't need a fucking windshield. But if you're going 180 yeah, miles an hour, you, you hit a bug. Is that what? Maybe it's like? Oh, maybe you can. Oh, oh. removable. Yeah. What? Really? Maybe. No. That's. I think the top one's a concept. Yeah, I don't maybe. think it's real. Uh, I think the bottom one is actual car. That's what it is. Yeah, they're showing. They just yeah. took the picture of the concept car. They do stuff like that yeah, with yeah. concept. Like I have muscle cars, and uh, sometimes when they build them, they don't put side mirrors on them, and they want to um, keep no side mirrors on it. And I'm like, hey guys, I need, I side, need mirrors. side mirrors. I drive these things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but these guys who make custom cars, they don't want to put side, side mirrors. mirrors on them. Yeah, they want to the keep it streamlined. Yeah. yeah, like look up uh, Joe Rogan's 1969 Nova. My friend Steve Strope is building me a 1969 Nova. Look, when I was in high school, man, I was obsessed with cars, and I was obsessed with muscle cars. And yeah. at the time, that's oh, look at well, that. That's what it looked like in the <coughs> rough. But there's newer images of it where it's like finished, where you can see the the shine. That's the, just the bare metal. But uh, keep it was released recently. Go, keep scrolling. See, I like these right guys. there, right there. Where you clicking on right there, right there. So that is what it looks like now. Oh, wow. So that's like, but see, look, no side mirrors. And that's my buddy oh, Steve. Oh, right, right. The cursor is over my buddy Steve Strope, who's a, a masterful car designer. You're right, though. No side mirrors, but you're right. Because it would, it would keep it more. That's a beautiful car. It's beautiful. I love That's those, a beautiful, beautiful Oh, my God. Car. I oh, love God. those 1960s Yeah, those kind of cars, cars are cool. I always wanted oh, to find a Ford or a Chevy truck. 
Oh, dude, I can find you one. Like, you, you yeah, know what I mean? The, you, the, I know with people, the, with yeah. The, with the big round back mirror or yeah. window on it. Uh-huh. Dude, whatever. A you, burnt you, orange. Oh, like yeah. Like a really burnt orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what you should get? You should get an Icon Thrift Master. Do you know what that uh, is? No. Well, you need to find check out this. Find it Find it! My friend Jonathan <laughs> Ward. Jonathan Ward is, uh, he runs Icon. Oh, there, that's company. it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, look that's at exactly that. That's exactly what I, <clears> That's, that's it. so weird. Yeah, is that Ward's Thrift Master? That's almost exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. I even did the same damn color. Okay, that's a 48. That's not Jonathan's. That's a 1948 beautiful, beautiful, Chevy. That's beautiful a gorgeous, car. gorgeous yeah. car, though. That's Oh, that's for sale. That's at Vanguard Motor Sales. There's a, a, a site called VanguardMotorSales.com. I think it's VanguardMotors.com. But they specialize in a lot of these really cool old... Go to VanguardMotors.com. But go to, just go there. They, they probably have a car like this for sale there because that... Um, that came from Vanguard. I go, I visit their their uh, website all the time just to see what kind of shit they have. Yeah. And if you like, scroll into cars, their inventory, yeah. just click current inventory. Yeah, the older, oh, yeah. Wow. See, Jeez. so you go really old. They have like a 1941 Willys. But if you scroll down, scroll down a little. They have those pickup oh, trucks. Yeah, yeah, look yeah, at they that. Do. Look at that. 55 Ford. Look at that I black like one in the, the middle. I just say I like oh the black shit! One actually, more than look I like at the that end. thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's a resto mod too. So it's got a, a modern Coyote engine. So it's got a modern Ford engine, which is what I love. I love when they take yeah, the an old car, but they put new, new shit, shit in. in. Oh, they have a few. They have four different resto mods that are from the 50s. Look at that F100 pickup truck, the green one. Yeah. Holy shit, that's badass. God damn. And look at the red one in the middle. That's another yeah, resto mod. Supercharged 350. But yeah, like these are, this oh, is these. my style of oh, car. Oh, no, I, but I agree with you. If you were going to do a car, that the, the muscle cars are beautiful. Oh, my look God. At the, look at the Ford, look at that Ford Bronco. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Well, this OJ, car. OJ's right underneath the OJ underneath. No, it's it. a different He lives kind. in Vegas. I yeah, see OJ all the time. Do you really? Way. Yeah. What is that like? Hey, well, scroll up a little bit. Scroll up a little bit. <laughs> I'll tell you my OJ Scroll story. up. Go left. That green resto. Click on that. Oh, oh wow, that's a great that color, That gets too. my dick hard. Look at that, look look at that green. Look at that Holy, fucking oh, car. Oh, that made my dick hard. That's God oh, damn, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God, that's gorgeous. That is a fucking gorgeous car. 1967. Whew. That's beautiful. The green on that is nice. Oh, my God, that's so Chrome. beautiful. I love where is that this, kind where of is this, Where is this one out of the, this place? <sighs> I don't know where they are. I want to say they're in, they might be in Detroit. Oh, I'm not sure. Beautiful. Michigan, yeah. Michigan. They're okay. in Michigan. But like, look at that we were just in fucking Michigan, yeah. car, man. That's what I like. I like these when they take an old car, but they put all new underpinnings. And, Everything. Yeah. yeah. They that redo, that makes that's me excited. That's they call that not even restoring. They it's brand new. That's like, yeah. It's they call them resto mods. Resto mods. That's what my '69 Nova is. Nice. It's like that's beautiful. It's a '69 Nova on the outside, but Steve took the fenders of a 1969 Camaro because they're wider, and he fused those to the nice, body nice. of the '69. Yes. Beautiful. That's what I like. Beautiful. But anyway, go to Icon uh, Thrift Master. So the reason why I'm saying Icon is is because what Jonathan Ward does, he takes it like many, many, many levels past where a normal person would take it. And he does these incredible cars where it's like incredible engineering. He, I mean, he works on these things for fucking years before any car ever gets made. And yeah. he's designed these Thrift Masters, and they're fucking dropped. Dead gorgeous. Like you yeah, see them. That's beautiful. I've seen a, a bunch Look of them. Look at that one. Look at that. That's a one that's kind of cool, but he's got ones that are like matte black. Like the, go, yeah, look at that. Oh, oh look at that cool. silver that's one. Cool. I mean, and but these things drive fantastic. 
I mean, they're they're really cool old. Go to that black one on the far. Ooh, look at that yeah, one. That's cool. Look at that matte black one. I mean, come on, son. That still looks like Sylvester Stone would drive that in a fucking action movie. Yeah, they're gorgeous cars, and they're meticulously done. And Jonathan is just a stickler for design and detail, and he just loves things yeah, like they're that. They're all beautiful. Yeah, there's something about those old cars. That's they what have, I want—an old truck. You can get one. So buddy. I can put my little prop trunk in the back and head to the improv. And would you? Yeah, do a guest set. <laughs> Pull up in that. Do you have a uh, a guest spot? Uh, yeah, no, it's set? funny. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I used to make a joke years ago. I'd have a little, like a, a little miniature trunk that would have like ten small props. So if I wanted to do a guest set, I could just pop in and just walk in with it. Do you do ever it. do that? No, I should because it'd be funny. I think. Well, Vegas has a real comedy scene now. I you don't. Could I, stop would, in I would somewhere. go. I would. Well, I would probably go to like L, do one of the right. Do like go to the, the improv old days in the improv yeah. when Bud Friedman tell me to get my shit out of the hallway. The monocle. I'll be sitting there. Yeah. Oh. Do you? Um, have you gone to any of those local Vegas clubs? Because Vegas is a yeah, lot Brad of clubs Garrett's now. Yeah, a good friend of mine. He's got a brand new club. It's gorgeous. I mean, like, they spend a shit ton of money. Is on it a new one or the one that's in the new, MGM? No, it's brand new in the MGM. Just opened last oh, week. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Well, the other one that existed, Dom Herrera loves that place. Oh, the the last laugh. one. Yeah. Oh, the last one he the had. The last one he had in, yeah. in the, it was the a MGM. Great, no, it was a great club. But now Brad just been at a whole new... A new uh, MGM. Is it in the same? It's in the same location. Hotel. No, it's in the it's in the better location. It's in the where the so where shops are. It used oh, to be buried down in the yeah, yeah. Now it's up in the top. That was kind of what's cool about it. You had to go downstairs. Yeah, in the basement. I, I agreed. But I, I haven't been to the new one. But I hear it. Uh, Brad, of course, is uh, sweetheart. He's he, a great guy. He came to my show on my anniversary last a uh, couple weeks ago, and it was it was great. I middled for Brad his, Garrett in like the fucking early 90s or middle for Brad Garrett like nice, 91 yeah. or 92 before everybody loves Raymond yeah way back in the day he's a giant dude oh no he's great I, I had to rip, rip the same thing I went on into the audience and I didn't I said, want to be announced or not but I said fucking you can't not announce him he's six seven or whatever the right. fuck he's sitting in the thing little seat so I said Brad and he I talks said, like every, this yeah yeah he's so Brad he's Garrett so fucking who's he nah he's like could I should I can do a Gilbert Goffrey what is this Oh, right, no. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, not, that's not bad. That's not bad. Brad Garrett. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So Brad sitting in the audience. So I said, I said, Brad. And then Brad Garrett. Everybody's going crazy. Everybody loves fucking. Well, everybody loves Raymond. They really don't love Brad, but you, everyone still loves you. He's he couldn't have been like nicer and. He hung around like three hours after the show in our little our little part after party. Everybody and, does love Ray Romano. Like yeah, yeah. I do. I love Ray Romano, but everybody loves Brad too. Uh, oh no, Brad's very well beloved. Absolutely. Yeah. So the new place is in the MGM, but which is it? Where like all the shops are? Yeah, is that where it's at? yeah, yeah. It's oh, up in the, in okay. the upper uh, right. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And okay. what is that like? Three hundred seater, like the other one? Or? I have not been to. Oh, it, this but is I the new one. That's oh, the new that, one. Oh, that looks great. Yeah, that's what's on their site. That's great. That was perfect. Classic comedy club shape. Now let me ask you this: that's Are you allowed thing. to work anywhere you want? Like, can you go to another place and do a guest spot, or do you have I an think exclusive for a guest deal? Spot, I'm okay, you know they have that stupid yeah. law, whatever. Like, was it called? TMZ? What's it called? The, the whatever that stands for. The miles. TMZ. TMZ stands for something mile zone. You so, uh, so you can't you can't perform. You probably know this. Like, Ten mile zone. Ten mile zone or something. Right. So. I, if I just wanted to walk, I could go over to Brad's and do a little thing, which probably would be the best thing for me to do. So, like, you could do a show in Reno if you yeah, wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right, yeah. It's just like I couldn't do one, like, uh, yeah, somewhere else in Vegas, probably. I've yeah. never worked Reno. Have you ever worked Reno? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Reno's, Reno's actually a really fun 
uh, just relaxed. Blue, oh yeah, just blue collar, fun, rowdy, drunk crowds. Yeah, yeah, we have really good shows in Reno. In fact, one time we were talking about shooting a like a special or something. I thought Reno would be a good spot because it's not just, a bad spot. It's really, it's so different than Vegas because Vegas is so uptight, and Reno's like a little more bl- bl- loose. I was just locals. watching a video. See if you can find this online from nineteen. I want to say it's like the early 1900s. Jack Johnson defended his heavyweight title. I think it was against Jim Jeffries, and it was in Reno. 19. And I was watching this 1890. No, 1900s. 19, early early oh, 1900s. Wow. Yeah, that's when we started comedy. Uh, <laughs> a little bit later. We started a little bit later. But it, feels it was like the 1900s. It was wild because they they built an arena, an outdoor arena. Just in for Reno for this fight, oh, wow. it was 110 degrees outside, and they had a 45 round fight. Oh Jesus! Yeah, dude, it's wild. But here's what's wild: look at all these guys with hats. Yeah, everybody wore hats. Everybody did. Everyone. Everyone like, had a first hat. First of all, it's all men. If you look around, you don't see any women. It's all men with hats. <laughs> it's like, <so> weird. <laughs> how weird is this? This is 1910 in Reno, Nevada. And everyone had a fucking hat. And they, they came in from hat. miles around to watch Jack Johnson fight Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries, he went into training camp for six months for this fight because he had taken many years off of fighting and he had ballooned up to over 300 pounds. And he lost 100 pounds to get down uh, to Brimley fighting weight. Too. No, that's so, John L. Sullivan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you? It's Wilford Brimley. Um, and so uh, he lost 100 pounds to get down to weight. Wow. And it took him six months to do so. There, that's there, him right there. So right that's there. him fit and in shape. Jeez. So he used to be the heavyweight champ, and he was a real stud back in the day. But, you know, by this time, he was like 37 years old. Is and he, he still had not, fighting? No, he's he's doing commentary <laughs> now. He, uh, <laughs> he had taken six whole years off of uh, fighting and lost a ton of weight. Wow. And uh, did he got win? in shape? Did no, he, no, no. Okay. Jack Johnson yeah, yeah, fucked yeah, him yeah, up. Yeah, Jack yeah. Johnson was the man back so then. There, my question is, since you brought that up, look at that. The sea of hats. So my question is, hats. see what makes hats. me what, 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 what comes to my brain is when and why do we don't what, that happen anymore? Why don't we wear hats anymore? It's a good question because back then, if you had a hat business, you're like, bro, dude, I'm fucking <laughs> killing you know what I'm it. But it's just so weird gonna now. You're hats. like, uh, what's with the hats? Like, when, when do we just go? Oh, no hats anymore. Those hats are the blockbuster. Yeah, those video. Yeah, of headwear. Now, yeah. It's like they just went away. Yeah, it's so bizarre. So, like they probably back then couldn't imagine a world where men didn't wear hats. hats. Yeah, they all wore like hats. Jackets and coats and hats. And, and they were saying ties. in the video when I was watching it that um, front row tickets were going for over $100. $100 back a ticket a back then. then. Like what is, th- okay, just Google that. What was $100 in 1910 and 2022 money? I'm going to say, let's take a guess. I'm going to say... Three thousand dollars, yeah, something like that. Maybe three thousand dollars. That's for a hundred dollar equivalent. Yeah, then? I want to say it's three thousand bucks. What is it, Jamie? Twenty nine twenty five. See, I was gonna say I was gonna good. say twenty nine ninety five, and you I went. Should've. I went with three. You would look smarter. <laughs> 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 but I mean, three thousand bucks. By the way, that was that was a good. That was a not pretty a phenomenal guess. guess. Pretty good guess. You're off like four dollars. Yeah. Well, they estimated something at the time the video was made. They said it was like a thousand dollars, but at the time the video was made, where it was uh, I think it was uh, Jim Jacobs was doing the commentary for the video, and uh, I think that was in the eighties that he was doing that. Uh-huh. So I just put it forward, right? And so it's probably about three thousand. That's, about, that's pretty good guess. Fucking inflation. That's right? the problem. Yeah, nothing's worth I mean, anything shit, anymore. No, 
It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They, I was reading that they print the the amount of money that they print every day because of like COVID and the the economy's crashing and all that shit. It's um, some staggering amount every second, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, that we print every day. Hundred dollar bills are printed every second. <laughs> Not crazy. It's throwing money. I know. Do you understand the economy, or do you just know how much you get paid? Nice. Here it is. A little bit of the. Economy. I don't know it. I uh, know okay. Bit how much I get paid? I do. I do. I do. Yeah. How much money is printed each day? The Bureau of Engraving and Printing produces 38 million notes uh, a day with a really? face value of approximately 541 million dollars. All right. So my question to you is, how long has this been going on? I don't know. Well, you know what I mean? So it's not yeah. like now. Maybe we've always been overprinting money, I'm, I'm assuming, right? We just all of a sudden just now like we're going to start doing this shit. Isn't so, it funny how important that is and how little most of us know about how it all works? Yeah. I just go, yeah, my paycheck. Yeah. Can right. I pay my bills? Yeah, you know, like you negotiate a certain amount, yeah. you get the check, and yeah. you can pay you your get, rent and all that go, jazz. Go, yeah. yeah. I really don't go, holy shit, that, yeah. But uh, if you did sit around and think about it, I've had people explain it to me, explain like finances to me and explain the economy to me. And it's mind boggling. That's why I'm complicated. a comedian. I don't know that stuff. I never seriously. Yeah. I, think I can you, have someone sit right now and explain the economy. Oh, there was a couple guys in your podcast that were explaining that. They're not funny, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to guys who explain the economy. Yeah, you're like, you're like they're a hoot. Well, you should not, hang out with them. They're they're fun. They're about as funny as coreigners. Yeah, yeah. And they they're both equally solemn because they're just yeah. like, oh, this, right, yeah. this is over. Yeah, soon. what we do here. Is, yeah, that's my Gene Simmons doing it. <laughs> this is Gene Simmons. That's a good. You don't Gene even Simmons. know how to do Gene Simmons carrot top. Know how to do Gene Simmons. You're right. I don't. Man. Now that now that you're doing it right. Yeah, I I can't do it. Well, I, I, was, I suck at imper- I can't do impressions. I can't do very many Any, impressions, but I, I can do a few. Like Clinton, I can do. You know, I mean, yeah. everybody can do Clinton. Clinton. Everybody can. That's easy. Huge. So I can do that. Yeah. Just that word. Huge. There's a guy who does Trump, and if you close your eyes, was, you're like fucking crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Trump's a good one because he's got so he's many manners. So many. Oh, uh, yeah. So. Mm, yeah. So many. So many, I, I do a bit in the show. Amazing. I do a bit in the show where I go. Uh, one thing I liked about when he would do speeches and stuff, he would always announce people in the audience that were out there. It yeah. always gets. A, it's always an interesting reaction when people yeah. like it. Not. I said, do you remember him going like, Sally, where's Sally? Sally, great lady, where's Sally at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he points Jimbo, out to her. Jimbo, Yeah. <laughs> great yes. guy. He knows how to wear a the crowd. Double cup. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but it's interesting how crowds, some nights they laugh, some nights they just go, they do that, that they kind of like, are we allowed to laugh at this? Like, no, right. no one knows what to do anymore. Yeah. Like, you can laugh, it's okay. It's just, uh, do you pay attention to politics at all or just for jokes? Uh, mostly just joke. I mean, I, I mean, I try to stay in t- in 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 tune in a sense. I mean, I watch news and I try to see to stay on top of it. Yeah, but mostly for for material. I try not to get too crazy into it because you know, it's no not one good cares. for your head. Well, yeah, no one really. You know, when they come to my show, they're not expecting me. To, they want to see a, a walker yeah. with a dildo on it. <laughs> right, you got to see them. <laughs> they care, but they just don't care at that moment. Right, right, right. Yeah. They're they're like they, I want to I want to hear you talk about uh, yeah yeah it's. It's a, a fine line. Like people who just do political commentary or d- political comedy, rather, it's like, oof. Well, yeah, like you go see a, a yeah. I mean, even oof. like a, like, well, although Bill Moore, going back to Bill, I saw the special he did. God damn, that was an hour of, it was pretty fucking funny. His last, last special? special, yeah, it was pretty funny. I mean, it was a lot of uh, politics talk. It was all politics, yeah, but it was it was well done, and 